You're listening to the Plane Talking UK podcast, the UK-based podcast written by a passenger for anyone. And here are your hosts, Carlos Devings, Matt Smith and Neville Bounds. Well, hello and welcome to episode number 193 of the Plane Talking UK podcast. I'm Carl Stubbings and joining me live in the barn studio this week is my co-host Matt Smith. He loved it so much we're back here Here again. we are. Yeah, absolutely. We are back in the barn again, ladies and gentlemen. And you'll be delighted to know there's no hideous chirping going on. No, this no. no I can officially say that Matt, <laughs> uh, during the course of this week... Um, I think he either used a boomerang or a high-powered <laughs> a rifle <boomerang. laughs> um, to uh, separate the smoke detector from the ceiling. Well, um, you see, the smoke detector in relation to my desk is alarmingly close. Yeah. So as you can imagine, it's like, and I had it going off all, you know, most, Last most week of Friday. Last week yeah, beep. Uh, <laughs> beep every few seconds. So, you know, there we are. It's, uh, it's, it's no, it, there, there won't be any beeps this, no, this evening. No. But I can, I can confirm, confirm yes. that back by popular demand is... The soundboard. What do you mean? What do you mean by popular <laughs> demand? In what in well, what been, context was was well, it, I have a was sound, it ever I'm, popular? I have a new soundboard now. This <laughs> it's a oh, oh it's amazing. Oh, that one's a bit quiet. That you one's a bit quiet. Yeah, need to adjust that one. No, you got some new software on your new, new tablet on the new tablet. Right, yeah, okay, on the on yeah. the uh, links oh. that you you aren't you told me to buy. So I brought. I one. did. Yes. 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 In fact, in fact, we like it so much. I think I'm sending one to Micah as well. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Anyway. So uh, we have got a uh, special guest host with us this week because Ooh. Nev, unfortunately, uh, yeah. is uh, apparently he's gone to some um, stag do for um, oh, with the royals. With the royals, right, yeah, uh, one of the royals is getting engaged or yeah, married or something. something like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Nev's yeah. gone to to his stag do because obviously, obviously yeah. Nev gets um, introduced. Yeah, or he, Nev yeah. gets into everything. He does, to be fair. Much, yeah. uh, so we'll have uh, Nev back next week. Uh, but mm. we have got a guest host joining us live Ooh. on the show this week, and uh, he's one of the m- amazing hosts of the Airplane Geeks podcast. It's the executive producer. No, you did that last time. It's not. All right, associate, associate producer. producer. Well, I'm he, so sorry, Brian. I even briefed him before we started. <laughs> I didn't read his show notes. Oh right, yes. Okay, but I love the promotion. Though. Okay, Thank he's. You uh, very much. Shall I? Shall I just say second in command? Yeah, to no, IC. no, I don't. Uh, to what? Two IC, second in command. Two IC. Oh, it's a military thing. You Is it understand. okay? Right. So, oh, um, talk, talking about those grey things again, aren't you? I know. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, Brian <laughs> Coleman, welcome on to the show. <laughs> Hey guys, so great to be here again. Really appreciate uh, the opportunity to talk with everyone and join uh, PTUK. Bless him, he's so polite. He doesn't mean a word of it, but anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so true. It's nice to have you back, Brian. Also, I'm I'm really glad to hear though that um, that Nev is is in. uh, in the presence of royal and with uh, oh, you know, Prince right. Harry and Absolutely. the engagement yeah. and all, that's it, it's it's so nice that you guys are getting some fresh blood in the gene pool. Careful, there. So careful, careful. We're, we're Fa- very, very family show, to, uh, family show. Oh, oh, we haven't got that. We haven't got that <laughs> no, one. No, no, we don't. No, need that's APG. Because no, I'm here. I know. You don't need a soundboard when I'm saying. Anyway, yes. No, <laughs> it's it's nice to uh, nice to see you on, Brian. How how's things with you anyway? Have you? Uh, I'll take it you've been busy uh, with uh, with the geeks. I have. It's um, we've been uh, planning a lot of the the guests to round out the end of the year, and it's it's certainly been been busy. I've been uh, fooling around with a three D printer, trying to learn about that. Ooh, so tell me yeah. more about that. What's well, where we what we are? Wow. <laughs> Sorry, uh-huh. I'm, just uh-huh. make, I'm so excited. I'm just have making noise one? now. Sorry, <laughs> I'm surprised yeah. you ain't got one then, though, Matt. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, I, it's, what what are you doing with that? 
Uh, the, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Brian. Yes, what? what, what oh, a three D yeah, printer. Just, what, what's? Yeah, yeah. Printing, printing all sorts of stuff and bits and bobs and whatever else you say in England. Uh, a friend of mine has a business where he's doing a three D scanner, <gasps> where you could use your cell phone as the camera. So you could print your own wow. scanner, use your cell phone for it. He's doing the <laughs> software, and I'm kind of being a beta tester for him and learning cool. about three D printing. So an awful lot of fun. This is very, very cool indeed. Wow. It's. Uh, wow. I thought I thought you were going to say, Brian, that you you're, you're um, building and, and designing your own aircraft. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> steady on. Three D yeah. printing. Yeah, three yeah. D printing. Yeah. Well, they do use them for parts. Now, they do. Don't yeah. They? Yeah. yeah, they they yeah. Print three D parts. I think we've done a story on that not so long back. Actually, yes, yes. You know, yeah, that's probably why yeah, I know about it. Yeah, we did a story on Airplane Geeks over uh, General Electric uh, doing their their printer for their three D parts. So yeah, very much so. Um, it's a brand new fledging in industry. I think that it's about where the computer industry was in the late 70s, possibly early 80s. An awful lot of standards, an awful lot of people doing innovative stuff, but it's not a consumer product yet. So, little way to probably, go yet. We'll be yeah. in three to five years, but not yet. Not yet, yeah, a little wow. way to go. Ah, well, it's tech. Here we are. <laughs> so we're going to welcome everyone who's joined us in the live chat room tonight. Loads of names, as always, in there. Our main man, Micah, the blue spanner of deaths in the chat ah, room. Yes, yes. Uh, Mariana, Mash is in the chat room. Liz is in the chat room. Shorty Crosgrove, uh, Jeff Braithwaite, uh, Richard King, uh, Julian Garwood. Uh, we've got Flyer152. Uh, we've got Lane Street, who's in the chat room as well. <gasps> Jenny Parkinson, Graham the lovely. Haley. Graham yes. Haley's in the chat room as well. Yes. Uh, Lots of oh, names here, Brian, I reckon. Brian T. Coleman's in the chat room. Never That's always good. Uh, uh, <laughs> first Officer Mike, hello to you. I'm just scrolling down the list here. Jenny Parkinson from, Jenny from Rome. Jenny from Rome. Oh, hello, yes. Jenny. Hello, Jenny. Do you um, know what I'm seeing there? I'm seeing a beautiful list. Oh, hello, list. Armando. Ah, oh, hello, legend that is. Armando. We met Armando. We did, absolutely. At the yes. Goodwood meet no, And he's decided that he's going to try and he's going to try and cure me of my grey disease, isn't he? Oh yeah, he yes, is. Yes, that, that is yeah. his mission, and I'm going to take him up on that in the new year. Actually, <laughs> we try and um, uh, sort of cure me of my my uh, not understanding of the grey things. So that's going the to be very things, the grey painted things. Well, Jenny yeah. says Rome is chilly. Really, we yes. should be outside here. Yeah, it's quite fresh. Yeah, it is, it, quite fresh. The TriStar van has got a, a, a smooth layer of ice on it. Has right, it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What is the temperature where you are, Sir Brian? Uh Inside the house. No, I'm not worried about is, inside. I assume it it's is, not freezing it inside, obviously. Inside the house. It's what's that warmer in? outside. What's that? I actually need to go outside to, what, to warm up. What's, the, what's, the, what, what's that in real money, 63? That doesn't oh, mean anything to me. Oh. We do things in, in dot, we, dot we do C's fancy here. Yes, Celsius here. Mm. 18, 19? Oh, very good. Yeah, that'll do. Yeah, okay, that'll do. that's Something right. Like that's that. what it is yeah. in here, to be fair, but then that's quite warm for us. <laughs> yeah, but it's probably 24 outside right Oh, now. right. Oh, okay. Open a window then. Let some heat in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, then, then I'd let the, the sound in, too, and I want to oh. sound as good as possible. Okay. Yes, well, it's only us. It's all right. I shouldn't worry about it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. So, going back to the notes of show, the oh, show notes. Show notes. Oh, yeah. yeah so you, will, you, you won't desist with this, will you? <laughs> no, we have to use them. <laughs> show um, notes. I know. Boring. I know. Anyway, 
Well, Nev reads them anyway. <laughs> I know. And Brian. Yes. Um, so yes. No, this... just, no, no, I know it's just me that doesn't read them. It's fine. <laughs> so this week, Am we... I'm all uh... right with that. Shush. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I've had a bit of a funny day, ladies and gentlemen. I had to play Santa Claus this afternoon. He I've did. Had a, I've had a very strange day. You had to wear a Santa suit and everything, honestly. Did you I have did... any children pee on your leg? No, no, no. They're not, <laughs> well, no, no, not allowed oh. to sit on your lap anymore, Brian. You see, there are strict rules no, about that sort of thing. No, no. What, do you remember of US Congress? Oh, uh, bro, mm. You have a sound. Sorry, I was, the love I was <laughs> taking a drink. <laughs> oh, honestly, I was having now, a drink it? at the time. Oh, oh dear, I give up. Quit. That's it. Anyway, yeah. so carry on. Yeah. Um, they're all very excited here. They're saying, "Oh, Matt, Matt, Santa, love it." I'll tell you what. I'll look, I'll do you a deal. All right, we're going to do a Christmas show very soon, and we have yeah. changed our mind. It is going to be live now. Yeah, don't so, panic, guys. So don't well, panic. We, we are going to do. Yeah. We had such a yeah. massive abuse is one word backlash yeah. of abuse <laughs> yeah, after we announced that yeah. the Christmas show wouldn't be live. Mm. So the Christmas show will be live. Is it, st is it? Is it still? Sorry, Julian. Is it still snowing in Lowestock? Because I know it was snowing in Lowestock yesterday. It's very unusual to get snow snow in it's unusual to get snow anywhere well we don't get snow do we, we get snow, snow. yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway yeah <laughs> sorry so uh, uh, I'm getting back sorry, to the where, show notes where are we, where are we? Um, yeah, show notes so yes so on this week's show we've got yes. lots of news which Happy. is uh, oh, yeah, good. which is always good <laughs> right. uh, but we all are also announcing our Christmas Ooh. competition S zero degrees of where Masher is at the oh. moment oh, yeah, sorry uh, you on, I'm just reading the chat yeah just carry on, carry on. <laughs> Turn Mike's mat, uh, Mike, Mike, Mike's, Mike's mat, mat down. Mike, oh. Matt's mic down. Um, we, it's going really well, ladies and gentlemen. Really well. Yeah. I'm reading the show <laughs> notes now. Leave me alone, oh, everyone. Yeah, just you read the show notes while I while I actually read them. Um, so this week we have got uh, our Christmas competition to introduce. We've got some amazing prizes. Uh, we're going to give you those details at the end of the show. Uh, Matt and Nev, uh, you've you've seen the prizes because I sent you I the, uh, yes. the uh, I various had photos pictures and, and photos of the prizes. Yeah. And uh, they are fairly awesome. Mm. Um, so we've got that. We've also got a segment uh, from Nev. Oh, Nev's we have, yes. experience. in his absence. He'd done his homework, though. He'd done his homework. And, and it's, it's the last in the series. Yes, it is the last oh. of Nev's passenger. For this season. For, for this season. For this yeah, season. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, coming back in the new year. Coming back in the new year. And uh, we've, also, uh, we've also got uh, some, a little bit of splattering of military news as well. And uh, we've also got a special little segment that's coming up later that Matt knows nothing about. But we'll leave that one I beg there your pardon. hanging in the <laughs> air for later Excuse on. Excuse me. So uh, if we got the, uh, should we start with some news, I might, yeah. I'm going on strike. <laughs> Hang on a minute. What, 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 what have you been up to? Oh, nothing, Matt. Anyway, so uh, we are going to start the show then, as we do each week. No, we're with not. With our rundown. <laughs> what are you up to? <laughs> with our rundown of the weekly news from around the world and the UK. So if you're ready, Brian. <laughs> ready. And if you're ready, Matt. <laughs> you already know the answers to that. <laughs> Let's <Yes>. go. <laughs> Did so, I mention I don't like surprises? I don't know if that came up in conversation. Um, God, did, did I say I don't care? Anyway, oh. so the first story oh. on this week's show on the commercial news segment is on the Guardian.com website. Yeah. Bit of a posh newspaper. <laughs> yeah, quite right, yes. Uh, and Quality headline, chip wrapper here. I know. Yes, yep. And the headline is, uh, well, it's a bit of a shocker, really, because um, I... Th I this should have the words Ryanair above, but obviously that's going to be the next story. Uh, but this uh, story is uh, American Airlines glitch 
leaves 15,000 Christmas flights without a captain. I beg, I beg your pardon. Exactly. <laughs> so, the, so they just have first officers fly the planes. Yeah, FOs, that's right. fine. Okay. The I, airline... I don't see a problem with that. They're probably better than the captains. <laughs> the, the airline is scrambling after a so scheduling mishap. I don't go on mishap. a plane very often, it's fine. Um, <laughs> so the, the airline's scrambling after a scheduling mishap, offering overtime pay and flights to on-call pilots, leading the pilots' union to lodge a protest. Uh, a scheduling glitch has allowed all American Airlines uh, pilots to take time off during the Christmas week, leaving the airline scrambling to find pilots to operate thousands of flights over the busy Christmas holiday period. A spokesman for American Airlines said on Wednesday that American expects to avoid cancelling flights by paying overtime and using reserve or on-call pilots. American is not saying how many flights are affected, but the pilots union says that around 15,000 flights were scheduled uh, without a captain, uh, a co-pilot or both. Uh, American, the world's biggest airline, has about 15,000 active pilots and expects to operate more than 200,000 flights in December. Pilots bid each month for flying assignments based on seniority and the scheduling glitch lets uh, let pilots uh, drop scheduled flights to take uh, vacation over Christmas. Uh, for example, even when there were no other pilots uh, available for that flight, normally such a request would be denied, especially during busy travel periods. The Pilots' Union estimated that uh, when the problem was discovered late last week, around 19,000 cockpit seats were left empty. The glitch affected flights between the 17th of December and the 31st of December, near, near from nearly a dozen airports, including hubs in Dallas, Chicago and Miami. This is a potential crisis that we see well in advance says uh, said uh, Dennis Tasia a spokesman for the union uh, this is very unusual he said so a bit of a debacle then really with American Airlines they've made a bit of a boo-boo here a slight uh, technical glitch I suppose you know it, obviously the the uh, main computer there is is obviously a, a Mac um, hey now look here you <laughs> you can pack that in oh hold on let me just um, drop that in there there we go so what do you think uh, of this? Are you, are you seriously like just out of practice? Is that I what know. the problem it's is? It's been what? so long I, I, since I, I, I've had the uh, the soundboard. Right. Okay. So Brian, this is this is obviously yeah. your your um, side of the uh, the world. Uh, did you, yeah. you have you heard of this uh, particular? My, yeah, my second of... airline of choice. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> no, I've definitely heard about it. I think that Mr. O'Leary was talking with the folks over at American uh -oh. to kickstart <laughs> the autonomous flying of commercial aircraft and this is the way to to really get it going so yeah going i well. think it's all part of the plan <laughs> yep just go pilotless yeah well you know i mean that that, that would solve a lot of issues as far as ryanair mm -hmm. are concerned certainly i don't know but uh, who knows um <laughs> no but i'm i'm unsure over why the pilots union is upset over this when the pilots are going to be paid overtime and last i heard the pilots union gets a percent of the pay therefore when pilots are paid more the union gets more so why are they upset that americans gonna have to pay overtime to these people that's a bit weird yeah, yeah, it's it's a bit of a non-story, really, isn't it? Let's be honest. Liz, Liz, Liz well, Piper, and it's only ten percent of their flights, or nine percent yeah, of yeah, their flights ish true. that are affected, and it's winter, and with all the snow that possibly we could get, they'll cancel that many flights anyway. <laughs> so true. it really is a non-story. Yeah, Liz Piper good. in the chat rooms actually <laughs> said that American Airlines have just posted a job 
for a new director of crew scheduling. Oh, Love the time. I wonder. I wonder why that might be. Yes, is it? Is it but because then, the deputy didn't get it quite right? And then Lane Street is immediately said after that job posting was up before Thanksgiving. It's unrelated. Oh, oh yeah. Go. You see, Lane. You see, this is the trouble with our listeners. They know far too much information about what's going on out there. It's, 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 and then Mariana said the old director scape equals scapegoat. Yes, yeah, indeed. Poetry. He will be blamed for. He or she will be blamed for absolutely everything for the foreseeable future. So next story, yes, moving indeed. on, is yes. um, uh, for Matt, and it's, uh, it's uh, well, we all know what the airline of choice is, but it's a happy story. <laughs> is it? Yes. Well, yeah, I don't know. I think this, is a, this would annoy me, personally. Anyway, so <laughs> it's on a quality newspaper. It's the Mail Online, which is, oh, don't get me started. Uh, anyway, the headline is, Hitting the High Notes, Irish singer serenades an entire Ryanair flight with an opera rendition of Ave Maria. Uh, despite being wrecked from her cousin's Benidorm Hendu. Well, that's always nice, isn't it? <laughs> so an Irish singer serenaded the, her entire flight back from Benidorm with an opera tune, despite being wrecked from her cousin's hen weekend. Now, a small part of me is asking the question, presumably the only reason she was doing it in the first place was because she was wrecked. Uh, but <laughs> So Kay- Kayla McDowell... And, and, and Matt, I'm sorry, everyone in America is saying, what the heck's a hen weekend? Uh, right, it's a bit like... You uh, might want to translate that. Right. Right, okay. You uh, familiar with a stag do? Yeah. Well, yeah. it's the the females the, have it's a the similar female version. version. Yeah, yeah, it's the similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah so can. I don't. Yeah, it's called. Cool. Yeah, I, 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 if I'm honest with you, uh, certainly in my experience of running many pubs, I don't call it a hen weekend. I, you know, you have, the guys have a stag weekend and the women have a slag weekend, but that's just <laughs> that's just that's just me. <laughs> that's just me. Uh, anyway, uh, sorry, that's it. That's uh, it's all right. Nobody around we'll here listens to it anyway. <laughs> well, we hackers like anyway. The song Ave Maria is particularly personal to the music student from County Galway. Oh, I might have known it would be from where I. It must be something about where where Owen lives. Galway just seems to have everybody that sings all the time anyway uh, because of her grandfather used to sing a lot after landing in england she then had to get a connecting flight to dublin in the middle of storm something or other uh miss uh, <laughs> mcdoa who sings at weddings and has a band called lady and the tramps said that she had no idea what was happening when the challenge was first laid down to her Hmm. I would bring those pictures up, but I'm not going to. There, there uh, is an actual. There's a video actually on on this story. Matt uh, Matt can't play out because he's reading the story. But yes, uh, there is a video on on this particular uh, the Mail Online site, and it shows See, shows in the audio is not amazing, but no, um, which it, is why we didn't bother to read yeah. it earlier when we were talking. But but uh, to be fair, she d- does have a good voice. I did listen to it earlier on, and she's not she's not rubbish. See, she does look absolutely hammered there. <laughs> I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. The only reason she's doing it is because she's a big head and she wanted to show off. I'm no, sorry. Well, no, I think she was upset with the, the standard of entertainment on board the Ryanair flight. The <laughs> IFE was probably not up to scratch. The, the in-flight entertainment wasn't up to scratch. Oh, no, there isn't none, is there, on them? Uh, right. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It depends on how good your tablet is. <laughs> I'm guessing, Brian, that you've never had the urge to get up and uh, sing on, on a packed aircraft. <laughs> No, I'm 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 taking uh, Doctor Steph's view on this. It's it's best that I don't sing. <laughs> okay, so, for the yeah. sake of everyone else. Yes. Yeah. Uh, although, although she does look quite hammered in the photo with her in the aisle way, but the uh, headshot that she has further down, she's actually looks very different. I would have thought it was a different person. 
Probably is. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, sorry. I don't know. I seem. I take my bitchy pills this afternoon. Oh, yeah, I, I think I, I, I seem to be uh, uh, quite snarly. Uh, apologies. We'll we'll leave that out there, shall we? Uh, Brian, would you like to take the next story, please, while I dig no, myself a big no, hole? No, not really. Yeah. <laughs> I, just speaking of Owen, where where is that fine boy? I, he hasn't been on the show in a while, has he? Uh, he was. Uh, he's actually coming down this weekend. Believe it or not. Yeah. yeah we'll get him on. We'll get. He'll, he'll be on the Christmas yeah. show now. Yeah. Yeah. He's. He's. He's got a new job basically with, with the same people, but he's got a new. He's still with Harpjet, but he's got a new job basically, which means he's uh, alarmingly. Well, he was busy anyway, but he's now even more busy than he was before. Basically, so. he has responsibility and all that. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, bless yeah, him. I know. Not good bad. for the boy. I know. Yeah. We're all very proud of him. He's doing very well. well. <laughs> good, good. Well, right. the next story is from the Telegraph, um, and I, are they in good paper or sources? Yeah, they're all right. Or are they one of the trashy ones? No, 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 no. This one's they're not good. Telegraph's too bad. good. Okay. Yeah. yeah, this one's not too bad. Okay, so the title is "Plane Leasing Company Forced to Start Its Own Airline Because No One Wants Its A380s." Oh dear. Well, it's an it's an Airbus, so doesn't that make sense that no one would want them? <laughs> Oh, Captain, Al, Captain oh, Al is not here when you need him. Here, hold, hold on, I think for this story I need. Yeah. To... Yay! <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, for the benefit of those listening in the audio land, he's just put on a Boeing, Boeing baseball cap. <laughs> anyway, so, and, and and I really appreciate the fact that you gave me a story with names that I won't be able to pronounce. So that's... Right. He does it to me all the time. I'm relieved someone else has got them. Frankly, <laughs> no. I thought this was just you getting even for the top twenty list that I gave you. A Possibly, fall. yes. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, that was quite special. Yes. So anyway, it, it, the story goes, an Irish aircraft leasing company is creating its own airline because it can't find anyone to borrow its A380 super jumbos. <laughs> I'd borrow them if I could only find someone to put right. the fuel in them. Right. That's well, yes. the expensive part, I believe. <laughs> I believe that's where the problem lies, anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, Dublin-based who? Amadeo. Amadeo? Oh. Okay. okay. Counts eight. A380s among its fleets. I can see, I can't read out loud. <laughs> it has a further 20 on order from Airbus. Oh, why? Yeah, yeah. Sure, <laughs> surely there should be an alarm bell ringing from somewhere. Yeah, yeah, but it's the lack of interest in the world's largest airplane that has been unable to renew its leases. Yeah, and Singapore Air is dumping eight on the market, or I guess seven more to go, hmm. or find new customers despite months of negotiations. I'm probably more like years of negotiations. Oh, yes, indeed. Yeah, it's come up with a novel solution, launching its own A380-only airline, right. according to Mark Lapidus. That, we'll take that. That's fine. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> and I forgot how to say the other word. Um, that Ideal. company's chief executive. <laughs> the new airline's business model will see it offer seats to existing carriers, which is a novel idea, or to potential non-traditional rivals such as Airbnb. Hmm. <laughs> Airbnb. Yeah. Oh, I see. You sort That's of least, least the so, yeah, sort of put put the seats out there on on somewhere like. Airbnb for sort of, you know, sort of selling almost like on auction sites. Perhaps that's what they're thinking. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, yeah, passengers would buy their ticket through another company while that A company would operate the flight using its own cabin crew but tailored the service to suit the client. Ah. Yeah, nice. Yeah, joint ventures and code shares, blah, blah, blah. Anything <laughs> else interesting in the story? Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's an unusual, as I say, it's a really... Yeah. 
yeah, it says uh, whether the proposal can save the A380 remains to be seen. The model hasn't oh. won a new customer in over two no. years. Uh, and at the Dubai Air Show this month, Emirates, its biggest client, backtracked on an expected order for 38 of the Super Jumbos. Uh, it bought 40 Boeing 787-10s instead. Oh, good. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, really no, good. this aircraft, yeah. I mean, it, it was good for the market when it was designed yeah. you know, to support a hub-and-spoke system, but passengers don't want to fly the hub-and-spoke any longer. So... The well, aircraft just needs to be put to bed and done away I mean, with, as far as I'm I mean, concerned. It's... And plus, it's an ugly aircraft. Yeah, okay. I agree with you on that one. <laughs> but line, on one. I thought you but liked line, it. But uh, you know, Line has said just quite rightly in the chat room that uh, you know, can't, you know, these aircraft are barely ten, ten years, ten old, years old. Yeah. You yeah. know, and it's it's kind of getting to the stage where they're you know they've kind of peaked, mm. and now things are not sort of going yeah. anywhere really. It's, this um, is true. Um, I mean, it's unfortunate, and I still haven't flown on it, and I'd really like to fly on the A380, and I'm sure someday I will, because mm. there's still, they have an awful lot of life left mm, in them. I do. just don't know if the market's going to keep them around. Uh, first, first officer Mike has said, uh, when does an Airbus lose money? He says, as soon as it leaves the factory. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a bit like a new car, then. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. that's true. Uh, although he d he does quantify by saying he, by by saying he is allowed to 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 uh, comment because he as he's done both three uh, thirties, uh, three forties, and seven eight sevens, so uh, mm. he's allowed to pass comments on that. I mean, uh, in 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 all fairness, in all seriousness, all fairness, though the the I mean the airlines differ, but with Emirates on their three eighty and Qantas as well, mm. with flown mm. with Qantas and Emirates with the three eighty, and in an uh, economy, you know, the legroom is is good. Yeah. There yeah, is a is. good yeah. amount of legroom. You yeah. know, the you know the economy is mainly probably down to the airline, what specific types yeah. of seats they have on board. Sure, of course. But, uh, but you know, they are roomy. They're spacious. Yeah. You know, uh, Liz Piper is saying that I do enjoy watching the A380s. Uh, they're just an amazing feat of engineering. Uh, Julian Julian says, bring back Concorde. Yep. <laughs> I think I say that virtually every week. But <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, was it? Uh, it's uh, yeah. Micah reckons it's a lovely airplane. The cockpit should have been placed on the upper deck, and it would not have been quite so poor in in its looks. Perhaps that's where <laughs> where the issue yeah. uh, is. So lying. it needs a facelift, is what he's saying. Exactly. Yes, I think yeah, basically yeah. yeah. It's and also sort of suggesting. Uh, was Lane Street was saying? I wonder if Airbus actually has actually made any money on the A380 yet, and it'd rather suggest perhaps they haven't. Mm. No, they did. Uh, we did a story on the Airplane Geeks. Last week, I believe. Um, so there, That's very handy timing. <laughs> yeah, there was a, um, a very short period. I can't remember the details of it. Maybe two years, possibly one year where they made money. But now that they've cut back production, they're back to losing money again. Really? So filling the rest of the orders for Emirates is going to cost them money. Really? Oh, yeah, which again is just silly. I would just kill it and, and sort of tell. done with it, yeah. You, yeah, tell Emirates that they're going to have to switch over to the A350 or yeah, yeah, get some more triple sevens. Are they, well, I don't know. Are they going to do that though? I mean, it's. Um... I, do, I hope though. I hope that you both get a chance to fly on a 380 just to to try yeah. it at some point, which I'm sure you both will at some point, Matt. I think you'll you'll uh, you'll enjoy it. No, okay, uh -huh. fair enough. <laughs> so moving on to the next story, and uh, this uh, the next story is uh, actually quite interesting because I watched a program the other day where um, 
uh, you know, the the police here in the UK, I'm not sure whether the police in the US do as well, but uh, where the police in the UK, most of them now have these body cameras. Yes, yeah, um, absolutely. GoPros. Uh, on their on their front, and uh, the story on the independent.co.uk uh, headline is: Aero Guinea staff on Channel Island airline are wearing body cameras to combat really? aggressive passengers. Now, obviously, we run stories all the time about aggressive passengers on uh, Ryanair, EasyJet, Jet Two, all the sort of the low cost carriers in the UK here. But Aero Guinea is one of these airlines I would never thought they would have any issues with being uh, based in the Channel Islands. Yeah. But uh, the small airline uh, which services the Channel Islands, Air Guinea in the UK and France, has purchased small wearable body cameras to help protect their ground staff. Uh, the lapel-mounted cameras uh, produced by uh, Edisix Limited are already used by railway, healthcare, and retail staff across Europe. Uh, Air Guinea is the first airline to order them for their workers. Uh, as a small community airline, a vast majority of our passengers are very friendly, polite, respectful, and often known uh, uh, know our staff uh, personally. Dave Cox, Ground Operations Manager for Air Guinea, told the New York Times. However, like with all carriers, you may occasionally encounter individuals who can be rude, aggressive and abusive to staff. The cameras can be set off by employees uh, or managers when it seems like a customer interaction is going sour. Richie McBride, Chief Executive of Edisix uh, Limited, envisages a future where the wearing of body cameras is a commonplace for airline employees, particularly in light of multiple viral video scandals in the past year. He told the New York Times that crew currently don't have a way of documenting altercations uh, while passengers can record and edit material for maximum effect. The video is encrypted and uploaded to the cloud and cannot be edited or tampered with by employees, according to McBride. High-profile ca uh, cases such as the incident involving uh, David Dow, who was awarded a settlement after he was filmed being dragged off a United flight, have encouraged passengers uh, to threaten filming th uh, if things aren't going their way. I mean, it's a good idea. Uh, I don't know what the kind of legal implications are to, to kind of filming um, passengers. I suppose it's um, same as with okay. the police, presumably. Yeah, I, suppose I mean, as long as they they know that you're wearing yeah. it, then you've got you've got nothing to say. You no. know, there's nothing they can do about it. I mean, you you, you have a right to protect your stuff. you and your stuff, yeah. and if that includes cameras, certainly here in the UK, that's actually all right. So. I don't know, I, you know. Well, I, yeah, I think that it's fine. I, if passengers can film them, and I think that just the world's getting to a place where people need to defend and justify their actions, and well, it's course, a good way to, to get the other side of the story. Yeah. Well, and of course, let's be honest, the passengers are not averse to immediately grabbing their mobile phone the minute something goes wrong and start filming. Yeah, so, exactly. I mean, as you say, they're protecting themselves by by doing exactly mm. that, aren't Actually, they? Actually, Graham Haley yeah. in the chat room has said, a public space, therefore, is a right to film. Yeah, indeed. There we yeah. go. And yeah, I mean, it's not like they're coming into your home and wanting to do no. the same, I suppose, because, you know, you... Well, you're you, going into their home. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You're going into their yeah. workspace, aren't you, to, to, to offend, abuse I, them, essentially. No. Yeah. I, I think it's a really good idea. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. it's a really yeah. good as idea. As long as they make them discreet, because the trouble is some yeah. of these body cameras that they have in the like on the police and stuff are the a big bit... big GoPro size. Yeah, which yeah. I kind of get, because you get definition and they work well at night, etc., etc. But, uh, you know... These ones look quite small. I, I'm rather... I'll be mm. honest with you, I'm rather partial to, to the, the flight attendant's uniform. 
they're really quite <laughs> yeah. nice, you know. And I don't don't want hideous. They probably color code spoil. the cameras. So right, you well, I hope so. Them. You know, yeah. I hope there's a little styling attached to it to the camera. Yeah, yeah, mm. uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So moving on to yeah, the uh, oh, uh, no, wait before you move on. Sorry, Brian. Just you kept talking about the Channel Islands, and of course here in California we have the Channel Islands off the coast. And I was talking, you know, I was thinking an airline there supporting the Channel Islands. What and. It's the other Channel Islands. Yes, it's the ones here. <laughs> where, where it's windy and, and chilly. Windy and chilly at yeah. all times, yes, indeed. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, on to the next story then. This is on the this is in Australia that this is this has been based. This is on the traveller.com.au and the headline is information contained on an airline boarding pass has been revealed. Uh, what secrets does your boarding pass hold? Uh, what do you do with your boarding pass once your flight is over? I've been bin it. it. Yes. Leave it in the seat pocket. You might even snap a snap an image of it and post it on social media. Hooray for me, bound for Bali. <laughs> but you might want to think about that last one again. I'm looking at my Singapore Airlines boarding pass from a flight from Singapore to Sydney on the 21st of November 2017, and it shows my name, origin and destination, flight number, date and boarding time, seat number, terminal 3 since uh, Shanghai is one of Changi. the largest... Changi. Oh, Changi, Changi my apologies. Uh, Changi is one of the world's largest airports and the fact that I'm flying economy. Also, my my boarding group number, which happens to be four in this case, back of the plane, although many passengers happily disregard the boarding sequence, which means I'll have a slow trip to my seat. <laughs> uh, there's also a long strip of numbers, which is my e-ticket number, which appears as E-T-N-O. Uh, in the case of Singapore Airlines. Below my name on the larger portion of the tear apart pass are the letters KFES, which means I'm a silver status Singapore Airlines flyer, hmm. which qualifies me for nothing at all, followed by my frequent <laughs> I'm sorry, flight. that part was hysterical. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, qualifies me for absolutely. And so true. Yeah, absolutely. Be, being a 1K on United, it qualifies me for just about nothing yeah, as well. Indeed, absolutely. Yes. So, so uh, there are a few boarding pass variants um, from one airline to another. Some features include a six-digit alphanumeric code, your passenger name reference, the PNR tells the airlines who you are, your itinerary, meal preferences, and any special requests. Some airlines will stamp a single letter on your boarding pass. This is the fare basis code, and it tells the airline what fare type you're travelling <laughs> on. And the and Matt, if you remember from a few weeks ago, I asked you what fare basis you were traveling on. Yes, and I had That's, no idea what that means. Yes, absolutely. And now, now you and do. Now I do. And actually, yeah. and it was it was economy <laughs> it was economy on the way out, and accidentally it was economy plus on the way back. But anyway, there we are. Uh, Good cause, uh, no, because I, I I didn't realize when you're right at the very back of the aeroplane on this particular seven six seven. Um, you lost about two inches of leg room, which was basically mm -hmm. the difference between me being able to get my legs behind the seat or not. <laughs> uh, and I sort of had to explain that, look, look, uh, if you're happy for me to have my legs in the old oh, no-so, you need to put your legs behind the seat in case we have to blah, blah, blah. And it was like, well, look, I, I don't know what to do here because I can't... I can't not, so it's not possible. Hello, he's reading. I'm just reading. It says uh, the the fare basis code uh, tells you Alan what fare your your basis you're travelling on. Yeah. It says uh, um, and the chances of qualifying for an upgrade should one become available. It could be Y, which signifies an unrestricted economy fare. Q, which is a discount economy ticket, oh. or no privileges. Uh, and if it's a J, happy you, you're in business. Oh. So 
in, in yeah. future, Matt, if you see the J yes, stamped okay. on your card, yeah. head to the business lounge. Head to the business lounge. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yes, uh, indeed. The ticket might also tell me if I'm allowed into the airline lounge, and a reminder that the gate will close. In te- look, I can't read and touch the cameras at I the know, same time. I know. So, so you just wave at the listeners while I carry on, uh, <laughs> and a reminder that the gate will close in ten minutes before the sh- or will close ten minutes before the scheduled departure so i'm not really sure what we learned i, from I this think story. you just uh I there's, more, there's the, more information on it uh, if as i say it's saying a few countries add their own unique boarding pass identifiers if you're flying in the u.s the letters uh sss on a boarding pass means that the transportation security administration has pinned you for enhanced screening Ooh, a lottery Whoa. you don't want to win uh, <laughs> there's also the barcode Singapore Airline uses the industry standard matrix or 2D barcode known as the PDF 417 a complicated looking scramble etched between vertical gate posts I'm not sure what that means oh I know it yeah sorry the, the, the barcode that it's reading when you go through security uh, the airline has plenty of information that you might not want to be released the credit card details you used to make the booking your contact details passport information if this mm. is an international flight past and future flights with the airline to name but a few which gives rise to the thought is any of that information contained within the barcode i snapped an image of the barcode on my singapore airlines boarding pass and used inlight researchers online barcode barcode reader to unscramble the image and what came back was my name flight number route date of the flight date of the flight expressed as a Julian number, class uh, of travel, the fact that I'm a Singapore Airlines frequent fire uh, member, and my membership number. There was also a 29-character alphanumeric string which bears no relation to my PNR or my <coughs> e-ticket. Uh, reference number which as Singapore Airlines advises under the accompanying notes that came with my e-ticket should be kept confidential Mm. very similar to the information as featured in plain print on my boarding pass in other words so what could happen if someone with malicious intent was to get hold of my boarding pass and decode that same information Uh, nothing that could credibly be used to hack my current airline booking uh, get into my frequent flyer account or reallocate my my meagre points uh, manipulate my bank account can't steal my identity nor any of the other horrors that a vivid imagination might construct. Uh, the reason Wait, for- Matt, uh, Matt, I'm sorry, I need to stop you there. Okay. If they have your name and your credit card number and all, and they're saying that oh, you don't have to worry about that. I think the author of this story is rather silly. Right. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Maybe they should worry about that. Yeah. Uh, yes, absolutely. They, yeah, possibly, no. they probably get their flights paid for by the traveller.com.au. Right. Okay. You want, yes. Flight. In which case, it's just the company yeah. credit card. Nobody worries yeah. about that. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean when, I, when we got back from Dubai, I, I think I put my boarding passes in the recycling bin. Right. Yes. yes. Perhaps uh, I shouldn't have done. I'm not entirely no. sure. I'm not entirely sure what they're what they're trying to get to get. At I mean, here, when you look at the boarding uh, pass, I've I've never seen any credit card or debit card details or any. Bank no, but the, what they're worried about—it's in the is, barcode. Yeah, yeah, that's what they're worried about—is that information is buried in the barcode, and there are free tools online where you can decode the information yeah. that's attached to that. I think barcode. I need to go home and go in my bin. Right, and shred, shred it. Well, yeah, shred it. but you yeah. see, all jokes aside, I mean, a lot of people do that anyway, don't they? Where they, they shred everything before they put it in the bin anyway. Oh, we so, do most stuff, yeah. Yeah, so indeed, you know, you just sort of stick with stick with that and away you go. The but, chat yeah, there is just a bunch of personal information on the boarding passes, mm-hmm. on most airlines' boarding passes. And yeah, I think people should be more careful mm-hmm. with it. Plus, Agreed. there's the idea of just, if you post it online, you've told the entire world that you're not at home. That is true. Yes, 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. Hello, which, burglars. Which doesn't that give do, an opportunity for yes. someone to come knock yeah. on your door? Or do help yourself to in, all of my yeah. personal things. Yeah, yes, but normally absolutely. in that, that particular situation, <laughs> yeah. if if um, I'm I'm going to be on holiday. Um, I'll, I'll put it on social media. I'm saying, I'm, I'm going to. Yeah, but that's to because I'm usually but in your that's house. That's because Matt's in my <laughs> house normally, so <laughs> yeah, it yeah. doesn't matter. Absolutely, yeah. He, he sends his own guard dog, ladies and gentlemen. It, ju- it just so happens that yeah, this yeah. particular time, Matt was in uh, New, New York, York being very uh, and selfish, I was in Dubai, himself, so yes. I had to to, uh, um, to find someone else to, to house sit, or poppy sit, actually. Indeed. Sit, actually. And, and, and you're okay with Matt rummaging through your, your underwear drawer and medicine <laughs> cabinet and all that? Medicine cabinet, yeah. He, yeah. he knows where that is. Brian, what I, Brian, what I do okay. in my own time is no one else's business, frankly. Uh, you know. <laughs> anyway, moving swiftly, shall we say, on uh, to the next story. And uh, Brian, I think this one is for you. Yeah, from, was it? Uh, Travelandleisure.com. Oh, nice good. magazine. It says you can snag really cheap flights if you're willing to fly on this new airline for hipster millennials. Oh, oh it's old June. Again. I've no, already glazed makes me over. Not want to fly yeah. on them at all. <laughs> yes, I've already nodded off. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> millennials have a new way to travel in style when Air France's new airline June. Do we decide? Is it pronounced June? Mm-hmm. Are June. we just going to call it June? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Okay. June starts operating flights this Friday, December 1st. That's today, isn't it? Today. today. It is indeed. Congratulations them on their maiden flight if they've made it. (laughs) If it survived, yes. Uh. Yeah. Made for flyers between the ages of 18 and 35, June will start by offering. Uh, medium haul flights out of Paris, Charles de Gaulle International Airport to European hotspots like Barcelona, Berlin, Lisbon, and Puerto. Is Puerto in Portugal? I'm showing I, my European ignorance here. I want to say Look at yes. me. I, don't know. I want okay. to say yes. Moving on. <laughs> this Friday, starting at $46 one way. Seems mm, quite reasonable. That's very yeah. fair, isn't it? Yeah. In March 2018, the airline will also offer $46 one way flights to Istanbul, Naples, Oslo, and Rome. Yay. Oh, uh, we'll go and see Jenny. Jenny, get the kettle on. So, yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll be there in March. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Plenty Meanwhile, of time. Meanwhile, long-haul yeah. flights to uh, Fortaleza. Yeah. Fortaleza. Yes. Fortaleza. Where's that? Fortaleza. Fortaleza. In Italy as well. Yeah. Okay. Brazil. Yeah. Fortaleza, Brazil. Brazil. And the Seychelles. Uh, and and Seychelles. Yeah, we'll arrive in the summer of 2018, starting at. $293. Which is cheap. Yeah, still cheap. Uh, I would say it's starting to get expensive, but... So, while June's inter-European flights come at an affordable price, the airline isn't uh, distinctly a budget carrier and is focusing more on providing tech-savvy travelers a more enjoyable travel experience in the skies. <laughs> aren't, uh, my, aren't, aren't other airlines doing that well, already? Well, there is that possibility. Uh, in fact, actually, one of the music, the, one of the many, many funny comments coming up in the chat room here, but my, uh, Micah is saying, I think I misread that. It should have been, uh, it should have been made for whiners aged 18 to 35, not flyers. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably appropriate. To be fair, yes. Uh, tea, oh, uh, yes. good news, everyone. Jenny says that tea and cocktails are ready here in Rome. Oh, lovely. Right. <laughs> Excellent. Awesome. Right. Okay. I like, I we'll, like... be in, we'll be there in June, as Brian said. Matt, yeah. you'll, you'll like the next piece of this story, actually. Will I? Okay, yeah, go, on, go on, Brian. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, 
the airline is targeting amenities like virtual reality headsets and free Wi-Fi. Hello. That okay. one. I like the sound uh, yeah. of that. U USB charging ports in every seat. Again, aren't airlines doing that already? Mm, you'd be horrified um, how many aren't. The 767 I came home on didn't even have power ports. <laughs> oh, it, well, it was a United flight, wasn't it? It was indeed, yes. Yeah, yeah because I'm sure the airplane was slightly um, older than the oldest flight attendant. O older than me, yes. No fair <laughs> yeah, point. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah that's Moving normal. On. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Um, and they're going to do streaming programming, so you can Ooh. watch all your favorite shows and movies on your own device. So you mean, you clearly, mean... they're not planning on putting a seat back... Um, monitor on it's much cheaper not to do that much cheaper yeah apparently <laughs> um they'll also find adjustable headsets on seats it's a good mm. thing they're on the seat um programs from viceland and red bull tv and dining offerings that include this is a great list organic apricot comte oh i've already glazed Keep over Quinoa salad oh yawn <laughs> with chestnuts and yawn <laughs> And is it boba? Ba baobab. Am, baobab. Am I the, uh, what, what the heck is a baobab? I, I don't know. It sounds like it sounds like a caloric irrigation that's gone horribly wrong. Uh, but uh, anyway, it's just it's just like, am I the only person sat here listening to that list thinking I really wanted to be at that P APG 300th and, and Dana's barbecue ribs just oh, looked yeah. like absolutely it was torture watching that live feed i did i could only mm. do it for about 10 minutes it was Wait, just... okay i i was gonna save this for later on in the yeah. show okay. but i'm really really upset with you guys uh -oh. and also apg although i am for those yeah, right, uh, right, wearing right, the yeah. apg yeah. for the moment I'm so yes, upset anyway. with them yes no you guys have made your shows so incredibly long and oh. fine us at the airplane geeks our show has <laughs> crept up to an hour and a half and we're really trying hard to trim it to cut yes. it back but i'm so far behind listening to the shows <laughs> i didn't realize that apg was doing their 300th right. show okay. otherwise i would have shown up for it oh no maybe maybe this is all part of your plan to keep me no, out no, no, of showing no, no, up no, for these shows the no? but i i i'm just so far behind right. in listening to all of this great content <laughs> and uh, oh you guys if only that was me. true uh yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's uh, it's. I have to. Well, uh, well, you know, I, I do keep I yeah. do keep him on as I do keep Carlos on <laughs> Excuse as short, me. I'm the one who possible. follows the show notes <laughs> you know, each what, week. One of those again? <laughs> <Sorry>. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, Honestly, uh, <laughs> we're, in right, we're in danger of rambling again, aren't we? I'll do an Alan Sugar on you. Oh, I beg your pardon. Nope, yep, I'm going to summarise. Are you? That's what okay, he says on the program. Okay, back to my story. Yeah, carry on, Brian. Air France launched the airline in July of this year as a way to cut costs, which I completely don't understand. Um, it, why are they trying to to um, uh, take all the profits out of Air France and make less money in another airline? Um, didn't they learn from United Ted and Delta's song <laughs> that it's a yeah. great way to lose money? Mm. Um, anyway, uh, so which it will do by providing cabin crew rates that will be 40% less than those of Air France. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, going back to what yeah, you were so saying... Pay everyone less. Going yeah, back to what sorry. you were saying a moment ago, Brian, here, uh, Richard King says, great content. Are you listening to the same shows as me, Brian? Uh, <laughs> how rude. <laughs> 
no, no okay. tumbleweed. Yeah, no, no, yeah, we'll take that as a no then. <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm trying to catch up to this, but what? No. Who, uh, a, Richard King incredibly. says, "Great content." Are you listening to the same shows as me, Brian? He says. Can I just uh, point <laughs> out that uh, um, our illustrious third co-host is in the? Uh, chat yes, room. I noticed that. Hello, I noticed Nev. he was causing Mary Hem. Yes, yes. absolutely. Hem. Mary Hem. Mary Hem. Was he yes. doing some dressmaking? Uh, yes, that's or something? it. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, should we move on? <laughs> oh, no, okay. I don't want to. Okay, uh, we'll, we'll yeah. move on, because we have got, we have got a top next? ten coming up at the end. We? We need to get, yeah, we need to get that through. Okay. So uh, the next story is on the bizjournals.com website, and uh, it's a huge story, this one. Uh, GE Aviation will test the biggest jet engine ever for Boeing's new 777X. So uh, the story goes, GE Aviation is preparing for flight tests of the biggest jet engine ever, which will power Boeing's new 777X wide-body jet. The company has installed a GE9X test engine on the left wing of a uh, specially modified Boeing 747-400 test aircraft in Victorville, California. See, look, there is a good use for 747s, let's see. And the engine will be tested alongside the uh, 747's jets, uh, three other regular engines. It's getting close, they said. They're com uh, completing a bunch of ground tests right now. GE Aviation spokesman Rick Kennedy told the Business Journal. Uh, he says they're shooting for flight tests for late December, but it will depend on the weather. The latest in a series of tests the engine must complete to earn Federal Aviation Administration certification and be deemed safe to fly on Boeing's biggest commercial jet airliner by 2020. A video on GE Aviation's website said the composite engine fan blades for the GE9X are being tested at an unidentified facility in Seattle. Kennedy said the facility belongs to Boeing. And, Boeing. Uh, Boeing is gearing up uh, to manufacture the 777X in Everett. First deliveries of Boeing. the 400 to 426 25-seater uh, aircraft are expected in 2020. Each 777X will be powered by two GE9X engines, which are being billed as the quietest ever built with improved fuel efficiency. Part of the reason for that is that they will have only 16 fan blades, all longer and wider than conventional blades. Inside its 11-foot engine case, that's the fewest fans ever used for a wide body. All the jet engines have between 24 or 30 fan blades, Kennedy said. Uh, he said it's amazing you can see right through the engine because of the because uh, of the improved engine and advanced engineering. That's true because I looked through through the engine of the uh, the Emirates A three eighty right through. I took some great pictures on that. Uh, he no, says, but if uh, it's a high bypass fan of, of or high bypass fan engine, of course you could look through it. That's the whole idea. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Indeed. So, G uh, Emirates, um, uh, Emirates, the engine maker, uh, G Nine uh, X set. They say that the engine will offer a five percent better fuel economy than any twin oil jet available. Uh, two other GE9X engines are undergoing tests. One engine will undergo crosswind testing at GE's test complex in Peebles. Is it Peebles? Pebbles? Peebles? I don't know. Ohio? I, it's, it's Ohio. It's a state that begins it's and Ohio. ends with a vowel. There so, we go. Yeah, completely um, useless. And uh, another engine was also shipped to a GE testing facility in Winnipeg, Canada, for ice and cold tests uh, this winter. Yeah, they do have some good cold and ice there, uh, there at Winnipeg, Canada. Yeah. Um, so it's uh, it's going to be yeah. good to see. I have I still really really would love. Can't wait till these they get these at the air show. Perhaps next year in Dubai they'll have uh, a triple seven X on display. It'd be great to see one uh, at the show. But. Um, 
I suppose the person to talk to about engines would be uh, Max, Brian. Max, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm concerned about the 777X and its folding wings, though. Mm. I, I, and I know David would argue with me and say, oh, the military's been flying jets with folding wings forever. And yeah, that's true. But mm. I still I am concerned as a passenger <laughs> on a commercial aircraft with so many bodies on board that um, something could possibly go wrong true. with that folding wing somewhere along the way. But... I'm still looking forward to flying on the 777X. Uh, sounds good. Yeah. So, Matt, the next story, and uh, this one is quite a posh story. For it you. is quite a posh story, and of course, we've been very <laughs> lucky to actually interview uh, Sam Choi, who features in this. Yeah. Uh, but we, I think it was um, sort of it was when Al came to visit, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, we were we were we were doing that. So anyway, he's been up to his old antics again. Uh, it's the travel and leisure website that we're taking this story from, and he's asking, uh, "What's it like to fly on a seventy thousand pound an hour private jet?" Uh, you can eat your own meals. On <laughs> a heck of a lot of fun. Well, is indeed, the answer. <laughs> if you have it, yes. Actually, uh, Matt, the uh, what I love is the, the the name of the airline that had that owns this this private um, Dreamliner. Uh, Deerjet. Yeah. 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 Okay. It's a bit like Learjet, only yeah, yeah, yeah dear. absolutely quite dear. This quite one. dear. This one. Yes, mm. absolutely. Uh, anyway, if you thought that fa- that you were fancy for flying first class, uh, then it's time to think again because Boeing's private seven eight seven Dreamliner is totally the next level. The plane opens opened its very luxurious cabin doors to reporters at the Dubai Air Show in early November. Why, did, why didn't you go and see this one, Carlos? I couldn't get on board. Oh, okay. <laughs> you should have seen the queue. Oh, really? Was it quite busy? Uh, and showed everyday folks. So you mean Sam Choi was there and you didn't go and see him? Honestly, you failed me. Uh, <laughs> anyway, the plane opened its very luxurious cabin doors to the reporters. I'm being really horrible this evening. I don't know what's the matter with me, ladies and gentlemen. I'm very sorry. I think it's because I had to be nice to children all afternoon. I think that's what mm. it is. Uh, anyway, in no early November and showed everyday folks just how the astonishingly rich and famous can fly. Uh, the plane, which can usually fit up to upwards of 325 passengers uh, has been totally transformed into a flying oasis for just a select few travellers. Aviation blogger Sam Chewy, who was lucky enough to step on board and share the entire experience with his followers in a YouTube video, um, uh, and as uh, Choice showed, the, the luxury began the second he stepped on the plane as crew members helped him swap out of his shoes for a pair of comfy slippers. Uh, next, uh, Choi, uh showed off the plane's over-the-top entranceway, which looks closer to a five-star hotel than an aircraft. The entry then flows into the plane's main lounge area, which again is completely transformed into the lavish dining and relaxing area that can hold up to 16 guests. Is that all? Only 16 guests at any one time. Uh, there, guests can enjoy either can either cosy up and watch a movie on the plane's lounge chairs or have tea time or meals made by the onboard chef, all served on fine china. Uh, yeah, I'm going to stop reading this story because it's depressing me, frankly. Uh, <laughs> basically, it's I mean, it's you know, if you thought if you thought getting pipped to fly you around uh, with a, with a safe jet crew, then think again. Uh, is is yeah. the, uh, you know seventy thousand pounds? Oh, honestly, that's I mean, appalling. For those of you who uh, may have uh, listened to the show when we ha- when we had Sam Chewy on the show, um, if you follow him on YouTube, there you'll be able to watch the video which he took uh, of this on YouTube on his YouTube page. Um, I watched it earlier on today, and wow, it's just yeah. it is ridiculous. 
ridiculous, man. It is, Matt. Ridiculous, it is yeah. absolutely ridiculous. This thing's got lounges, actual lounge rec- you know, recliners yeah. and stuff on. It's, it is another, another, another world. It really seriously yeah, is. Um, and to have, because normally you, you always think of a business jet as being a kind of narrow, small kind of um, jet which you can barely stand up in, but it's got nice seats in and stuff like that. But this this is a commercial airliner that's been made into to a private jet. So incredible, it's yeah. just absolutely incredible. It really, it is. really is incredible. It is. It's, yeah, it's, when, when Rob Mark and I were out in Las Vegas and attending the NBAA show, we were on the Boeing um, 737 BBJ. Oh, the BBJ, and it was yeah. decked out with a, with a shower in the bedroom and the dining area and it was quite nice even for a 737 so i could just imagine the uh, uh 787 being that much nicer uh i'm really surprised though that they don't take advantage of the cargo area and yeah you'd think they'd sort of go downstairs for... no, that's where the cars yeah. are oh that right okay <laughs> yeah that's where the lamborghinis and the uh, ferraris are right okay it probably yeah, is potentially yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- there's there's one of the i think it was either, it, it might have been a 747 that one of these big arab sheikhs had made into his own private right. uh, okay. private jet and the floor underneath the lounge area right. of this jet was see-through it's like a, a perspex Clearly. kind of thing and it it was lit up underneath and it was lit up with his cars his lamborghinis and the and the Porsche and that so you could be standing there in the bar and looking down at these amazing supercars but, below. Just, but uh, that's probably yeah. easier on a uh, 747 to load them. I'm not sure how large the cargo door is to get a, um, you know, a car inside. Well, but maybe true. with the low profile of a Lamborghini, you can squeeze it in and you know, jockey it, it in yeah. somehow. But yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that it's is nice. true. So moving on yes. to the next story. And this one is uh, for you, Brian. Oh, from Flying Magazine. I, I thought at first uh, Rob Mark wrote this one, but no. Uh, so it's Airbus teams with Rolls-Royce Siemens on E-Fan X hybrid electric technology. Ooh. The electric flight demonstrator is slated to fly in 2020. How cool. So, yeah, I guess kind of a new aircraft. Uh, so Airbus Rolls-Royce Siemens this week announced a partnership that the company's claim will be a significant step forward in hybrid electric propulsion for commercial aircraft. Yay. <laughs> the E-Fan X-Hybrid electric technology demonstrator, which is not easy for me to say, is no. set to take flight in 2020 with the goal of this new partnership being a revolutionary be a revolution in flying that will be clean, efficient, and cost... Why do they use the word efficient twice? Clean, efficient, <laughs> and cost-efficient? Because they're cost very effective. sure that it's efficient. That's why, yeah. <laughs> I guess. The E-Fan X is an important next step in our goal of making electric flight a reality in the foreseeable future. Yeah, I guess 2020 is the foreseeable future. <laughs> The lessons we learn from a long history of electric flight demonstrators, starting with uh, Cry Cry? Cry Cry? No, that's me, Cry Cry. Uh, Cry Cry, <laughs> including the e- E-Genesis, E-Star, and cum- uh, culminating the most, uh, most recently with the E-Fan 1.2, as well as the fruits of the 
E-aircraft system, how, there are so many words here. What? (laughs) Did I pick your really bad story, Reid, Brian? Yeah, you did. I'm I'm lost in this sentence structure. Jeez, it's a paragraph. (laughs) But anyway, it's the new aircraft with, uh, um, wait, I'm sorry, I just scrolled down a little bit further. The ground test will begin with a A British Aerospace 146. 146. Hmm. Nice. It's. Uh, I can't believe those airplanes are still flying. Um, they're ancient. They're ancient, but, but they're very cool for them. Yeah, yeah. really, really. They're really well built. Uh, I think there's still a few in service still around the world. Mind you, I suppose they, you know, they, yeah. got, they got them quite light in no time, didn't they? So actually, as long as the airframe itself is is you know good for the miles, if you see what I mean, then then you don't necessarily have to keep reinventing the wheel all the but time. But electric e fan, I mean, you know, hybrid. Yeah. You know, we've got the Prius. You know, is this yeah. going to be the Prius of the uh, of the aviation world? Um, yeah, no, looking forward to it. And on the show, we've had uh, George By of By Aviation, I want to say, who's doing the trainer. So basically, he has a two-seat and a four-seat for uh, flight schools. That's an all-electric aircraft. And uh, he's gotten an awful lot of orders for it. And, um, you know, the, I think it's a, it's a great way to go. makes an awful lot of sense mm. and uh, will get us off, um, you know, petrol or a significant portion of the planes burning an awful lot of uh, avgas. And, mm. and I think that's a... a good thing yeah i, I agree a lot better for the environment yeah absolutely so, yeah. well yeah. And, and they as i say i mean the, the issue has always been i mean we've said this before the issue with anything electric has always been about the storing of it and and obviously how you get that power in the first place because you know you you're having to use you know things like coal or whatever to get the electricity in the first place but if they can make it so that those batteries are very quick to charge and very efficient and that they don't ruin the planet by building the batteries because that's the other mm-hmm. problem with a lot of these li- little ion batteries and things is that you know the the processes involved in actually making the batteries are not any good for the environment ironically so it's it's, it's if they could just iron all that out and make that work well. Richard King um, said they're going to need a very long extension lead. Yes, they are. Yes, especially <laughs> yeah. going around the, around the world. Yes, absolutely. You we just have a massive rely. cable car. Can't you we just have a massive cable car that goes from <laughs> one side of the Atlantic to the other? <laughs> no? Well, what, another guy that we had on the show, which was really interesting, um, he has an engineering firm that's dealing with thin films, and he's saying that in the next uh, few years, he's going to have uh, solar cells that will be able to be put on the outside oh, I of see. Charge aircraft. while you're going. And just how thin they are and how light they are, mm. uh, I think that's a, another great alternative for providing, mm. uh, if not power to to um, supply the engines, yeah. the other electrical features the of style, the aircraft. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like running the air conditioner, yeah, for absolutely. example, right? Mm. Or IFE systems, yeah. It, it, it's you know, and therefore you're not putting. Although as I much. don't, I don't know. Are you are you really putting the IFE systems and all that? Are you in the great scheme of things of of the fuel that you're burning uh, with with your aircraft? I I don't know how much of that is relevant in regard to when you think nearly all the lights and 2% stuff. Two percent turns into LED. a big number. Yeah, mm. after after yeah, yeah, I suppose over many years, etc. I dare say, yeah, true. Mm-hmm. So the next story is uh, on the AIN online uh, site, and the headline: Airbus starts final assembly of the A330-800. 
been there. No, you haven't. Yeah, Matt's been there with Owen. Yeah. Uh, Airbus has started final assembly of the newest member of the A330neo family, the A330-800, in time for the planned first flight in mid-2018. The manufacturer announced on Wednesday. The milestone comes less than two months after the first flight of the bigger of the two A330neos, the A330-900, uh, took place at the Airbus Flight and Integration Test Centre in Toulouse, France, powered by uh, Rolls-Royce Trent 7000 turbofans carrying a 242 metric ton maximum takeoff weight. Uh, the A330-800 can fly segments of up to 7,500 nautical miles, while the recently launched 251 metric ton variant can reach as far as 8,150 nautical miles. Under what terms? A fast-paced development program from launch to first delivery. Airbus has embarked on a 1,100-hour flight test uh, campaign aimed at achieving EASA and FAA-type certification for the A330-900 around mid-2018. The company plans to invest another 300 flight test hours in the smaller A330-800 variant, and the European manufacturer said it would perform flight testing in an airline-like operating environment uh, intended to ensure maximum aircraft maturity and reliability at entry into service. Altogether, uh, the two A330neo variants have drawn firm orders from 212 airplanes. The A330-800 has collected only a single order for six from Hawaiian Airlines. Mm. And there was a picture, actually, I don't know Matt put it on the screen, but um, of the production aircraft. I there, did, but yes. I, I, I need to get there next year, Matt. I think we need to plan a, another visit uh, so I can visit the uh, the plant okay. at Toulouse. Right, okay. that would be quite yes, good. Yes. I'll, should we, should we do that? I'll pass that to our travel department yes. that is Owen, uh, and... Uh, because he's very good at finding. I think he's almost he's almost better at finding cheap places to stay in flights than you are. <laughs> Blimey! <laughs> I know. And I spend hours on the internet. Well, looking, yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, so uh, next, anyway, we're going to back. Okay, on uh, wait, Carlos. Before you move on, yes. Do you still see a need for the A330? Um, they've only sold two hundred and twelve of these. Um, you know the 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 eight hundred. They've sold six. Why not just convert all those orders to A350s and be done with it? And yeah, you know, if 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 you're going to shoot the A380, why not take out the A330 while you're at it? I I just see this as a pointless plan. Going yeah. going by my experiences last month on the 330, um, flying to Dubai and back. Yeah, I yeah, I, I, I do. I didn't like it very much. Didn't you? No, it's just I tell you, I tell you on the la on the show was it last show or the show before it was blinking noisy. Right. You know, um, obviously with the Neo, it's got new engines, so right. it could be a lot quieter on board the aircraft. But I thought the three thirty was incredibly noisy inside the cabin. Might right. just be me, but you know that was uh, that was my view on the three thirty. But no, I see what you mean, uh, Brian. It, it does make better sense, I think, for uh, Airbus to to sort of put all their eggs. In, in, in the fewer baskets than opposed to the many baskets they currently have. Hmm. Yeah, and from a passenger capacity standpoint, it's just so similar to yeah, the yeah. A350. I just don't see the point of this aircraft any longer. Yeah. No. no, that's a fair point. Uh, we're going to bash on because we are going to run out of time if nope. we're not careful. Sorry. So it's, hey, uh, no military. <laughs> Captain yeah. I will be happy. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, anyway, the Telegraph uh, is uh, travel destinations is the part of the paper that we're covering. And the he headline is an airport just broke the record for the most flights handled in a single this day. This is mental. Right. A surprising airport. 
A surprising airport has cemented its claim to being the busiest in the world after breaking its own world record for a number of flights handled in a day. Mumbai's... Oh, I hate you. Anyway, a big airport in Chatrapati. Mumbai... Chatrapati. Chatrapati Shivaji. Right, OK, I'm never saying that. Uh, is uh, Anyway, Mumbai's International <laughs> Airport hosted 969 takeoffs and landing over a 24-hour period. The most ever for a single runway airport and surpassing its previous high of 935. The period ran from 5.30am on Friday, that's the 24th of November, to 5.30am, or probably should have been 5.29am on the Saturday. The Indian hub actually has two runways, but because they cross over each other, uh, only one can be used at any one time. Using a solitary runway puts it in the same league as London, Gatwick, San Diego and Geneva, but it trumps them all. Uh, the said airport typically handles more than 900 planes a day, but that this increases when there are additional private jets and charter aircraft taking off, as happened on Friday. We hope to cross 1,000 aircraft movements per day soon, a spokesman for the airport told the Times of India. I, I mean, th they must be so stressed in that tower. I'm sorry. 969. That must, that must That's know. like nearly a thousand flights yep. in and one day. And that is their day. target. They're saying in that story that is their target, is to ha hit 1,000 flights a day. Crazy. Leaving from that airport. I mean, it's just I mean, 500 is a lot. It is, yeah. No, I'll give you that. Yeah, no, it is definitely it is definitely a lot. Yeah, it's, it's a frightening What number. do you think, Brian? Oh, over the, the being busy? I, I, I'm sorry, I was reading the chat room. I can't multitask. Oh, right. <laughs> no, okay, no, fair enough. Yes, yeah, it's just crazy busy. Crazy busy. I don't, I, I don't <laughs> know. I mean, I'm amazed they can do stuff like that and it not become a problem. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I'm amazed it doesn't... Well, know, especially with crossing runways, yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, I mean, that's as I say, that must be so stressful for the tower team. <laughs> you know, I just... Or uh, the pilots. Or the pilots, yes, absolutely. You've got to revise in your... Um, Proverbials, exactly. Yes, indeed. But it is amazing yeah, figures, though. That is, that is I, I'd, I'd quite figure, be yeah. happy to see if they do get to a thousand in yeah. a day. That'd be mm -hmm. just crazy. Yes. So moving on to the last story in the commercial news segment this week, and it is a top ten. Is it? Yeah. Right. So the story is on the cityam.com website, and. Uh, Quite an interesting one, this one, I will say. Right. Uh, the okay. headline is on the story is Heathrow, uh, here in the UK, Heathrow, London Heathrow, has revealed the latest rankings of the noisiest and dirtiest airlines at the airport. Right. And okay. so they've, uh, they've revealed which uh, airlines are using the airport, um, which are still yet to clean up their act, uh, with oh. a league table for the noisiest and the dirtiest. <laughs> and, uh, well... It's, uh, shall we start off with the... Sh shall um, we start? Yes, here we go then. So we're going to go with the top 10 cleanest and quietest airlines. So, in at number 10. Matt, thanks for calling that one in. So at number 10... Have you never ever listened to the charts in your entire life uh, where you're supposed to wait for the bed to finish <laughs> and then you start okay. talking? So... <laughs> Oh, yeah. Number 10. In number 10, it is Spanish airline Iberia. Honestly, trying to be a bit of class to the show, and he just, just uh, anyway, number nine, <laughs> Brian, Emirates, <laughs> number eight, it's American Airlines. In at number seven, Finnair. It's it's <laughs> a new entry. Nice. It's a new entry at number six. It's Delta Airlines. Ooh, and this is the cleanest and quietest airlines. Yeah, yeah. Number five, 
We have Scandinavian Airlines System, better known as SAS. Uh, excellent news for the legend that is Sir Nev on Bounds. Number four. Number four, it's Nev Airways, British Airways, <laughs> but their short haul section. Their short haul section, indeed. And in at uh, number three from uh, just over the water for us. Owen's pride and joy, Aer Lingus. <laughs> Indeed. In at number two. Number two, it's Stephen Grant's favourite. It's Qantas Airways. Indeed. And finally, it's top of the charts. It is number one. The most surprising one to me, Air India. Indeed. So that was the top ten cleanest and quietest airlines. Indeed. So next we're going to do the top ten noisiest and dirtiest airlines. And it is a new entry at number 10. At number 10, it is Jet Airways. At number 9, it's Middle East Airlines, the long-haul flight. Obviously, absolutely. In a new entry at number 8, it's Air China. A huge surprise at number 7. PIA, Pakistan International <laughs> Airlines. No surprises at number six. Number six, it's Pakistan, uh, oh, sorry, Turkish <laughs> Turkish Airlines, the short haul uh, part of them. Middle for Diddle, it's number five. Aeroplop, the long yeah. haul. I mean Aeroplop. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> uh, good luck with this one, it's number four. It's Captain... Oh, no, sorry. It's no. El Al. El Al. El Al. <laughs> number three, it's one I've never heard of. Saudi Arabian Airlines? Yeah, You've never I don't know. heard of them? No, no, I, I've heard of it, like Emirates and people like that. I didn't realise there was sort mm. of... Anyway, uh, in at number two... They've made it in twice, then. It's, it's top ten. It's Turkish Airlines Long Haul. Indeed. And finally, it's top of the charts. It is number one. Kuwait Airways. Very good. I think they're still using the 707, uh, Brian. That's probably why. <laughs> the 707. <laughs> with, the, with the old yeah. Pratt & Whitney JT8Ds yeah, pumping, yeah. pumping out the... Uh, the, the uh, coal <laughs> smoke. Yeah, say, ju yeah, just a little bit of coal. Yeah. Well, nothing wrong with that. I, I don't see a problem oh, with that at all. Oh, was, any comments from the chat room there on that, uh, on that <laughs> top ten? Not. Oh, uh, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> we are going to move on then to uh, to our next part of the show, which is, uh, well, it's a sad, uh, sad part of the show, really, because it's the last of uh, Nev's passenger experience ah, segments. Yes. So this is uh, this is not the last one ever. This is just the last one for this season yes, before indeed. we come back in the new year. Yeah. And uh, Nev's uh, put this together and sent it in, obviously, before he um, moved off to his, um, his soiree, stag do, yes, stag do yeah. with the Royals. <laughs> and uh, so uh, if you're ready, we're going to play that segment for you right now. Hello everyone and welcome to the last in this series of Nev's Passenger Experience. I'll be back with some more interviews in 2018 and I'd just like to thank all of the people around the world that I've spoken to over the last 26 weeks. It's been great fun hearing all about your travels. Well, this week I'm speaking with Ben Schmidt, whom I met during my travels to Salvador in Brazil, where we had an excellent time, I have to say. However, the start of Ben's journey was marred by his luggage being lost by one of the airlines, and I'm sure that's all happened to some of us at some stage. I began by asking him what had happened and how the airline handled his missing bags. Yeah, I had a, at the end of October, I had uh, to do a business trip to Salvador, uh, of all places, in, uh, in Brazil. And uh, to, to get there, I had, uh, had a flight from Amsterdam to, uh, to Sao Paulo, and from Sao Paulo then a connecting flight to Salvador. 
and uh, well, um, on the, f the first bit everything went okay. It was operated by KLM. Then I had to. Uh, I arrived at Sao Paulo Airport. I had to reclaim my luggage, together with a colleague, and um, so I picked up my stuff from the belt. It arrived pretty quickly. I had a priority tag to my uh, luggage, so I was lucky. So we went to the uh, uh, connecting uh, flight desk to uh, um, to check in to recheck the luggage. And actually, it was a very nice experience. The guy spoke very well English. He was very nice, and my colleague and myself, we put our stuff on the on the belt next to each other. And this guy would take care of everything. I actually made a joke with him. I said, "Well, you you take good care of it, right?" And he and he confirmed that. So uh, in in good uh, mood, I uh, well, we went uh, to drink something. We took the connecting flight. And when we arrived in uh, in Salvador, this was, by the way, this was operated by Gol Airlines, which is a, 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 a local uh, a South South American airline, which is a partner of the KLM. Uh, when we arrived, um, my colleague's bag was pretty quick on the belt, so I was positive that mine would follow uh, quite soon because we were putting them behind next to each other when we checked them in. But until the, the belt was completely empty and there was nothing uh, uh, anymore that would be added uh, later on. I, we, we had to conclude that my luggage was lost or it was somewhere disappeared either on the way to Salvador or at the uh, uh, Garudos airport in uh, Sao Paulo. Well anyhow, we, we were lucky because just behind us there was a, uh, a desk where we could uh, announce that we lost our luggage. Uh, and there were, there were a couple of desks. For each of the airlines there's a separate one. But uh, it's sad to say there was no one. So uh, it was late, it was 11 p.m. But anyhow, there were pl still flights coming in. W we had to find someone, right? Because if you don't fill out a, such a form, um, they will not starting the procedure to trace your luggage, etc., etc. And they don't know uh, who I am. So uh, there was another, another desk that was open, but it was from another airline. Um, and he made me clear that because he was from another airline, he couldn't help me. He couldn't also. He didn't also know where the other person was. Uh, and by the way, he didn't speak any word of English. So there were people walking around at the airport, uh, a guard or whatever. And but none of them spoke English. But we were able to tell them that uh, we needed to have someone at the desk over there. They they made some phone calls and said the person is coming. Uh, and well, I assumed that the person was coming, but probably he had to come from very far because it took almost uh, 45 minutes before someone arrived. Made me feel desperate a little bit because with no luggage uh, in the middle of the night on a, on a deserted airport, you don't feel happy after such a long flight. But anyhow, uh, after 45 minutes, a lady arrived um, and I was glad to tell her my story. But then she stopped me because she didn't speak any word of English. Um, it's a bit strange when you deal with passengers from all over the world. Um, but um, I could at least explain what happened. And then she helped me filling out a form and uh, she had a map with pictures so I could point out what was in my suitcase, how the suitcase did look like. So that was okay. But uh, given the fact that I had already been out there for an hour or so, um, um, I wanted to go to the hotel. So I went away with that form, not knowing what would happen next, but um, in good uh, faith that things would, uh, would get uh, well uh, later on. So I had on that form, there was a phone number.
number. So the next morning, um, I started to make phone calls. Uh, nobody, no one was picking up to, uh, uh, until noon. So at noon, there was somebody there, picked up the phone in Portuguese. But I had to, uh, well, what I did, I read the title of the form in, that was in Portuguese. So the person knew what it was about. And then she said numero, so I could give her the number. And then she mentioned my name, so she had found the record. That was good. And then she said, no, nothing, uh, nothing happened. Uh, you don't have to call me anymore. Uh, we will call uh, your contact details, which is the hotel where you are. So then um, that was on Sunday. I arrived Saturday night. It was Sunday. All day, no news. Um, so I went out to buy some clothing for at least uh, for a couple of days. How long did it take you to finally get your luggage? It, was, it wasn't until Monday afternoon, so the next day, um, that I went back to my hotel room that there was a, a note uh, saying uh, in Portuguese something. I didn't know what, but I could expect that it was. Uh, so I went to the, recept to, the, to, the, to the desk down and they finally had found my luggage. So I was glad that I, uh, that I had all my stuff back. There was not, nothing missing. Uh, I didn't know where the suitcase had been, but at least I was glad uh, to have found it. Is this the first time it's ever happened to you? Uh, yeah, actually, I'm, uh, th this was the first time in 15 years of uh, regular international travel. Uh, very often I try to not check in luggage, but just carry it on into the plane. But given the fact that I had to stay here for, uh, for a, a week, um, I, I had so much clothing that I couldn't just uh, take it with me. Tell me about some of your other uh, flying experiences over the years. Well, usually they, they, uh, they are, uh, seem to be very good. Um, I had an exceptional positive one. Uh, when the things went wrong, but they, they were treated very well with Korea Airlines. A couple of years back, I had to fly from, from Tokyo to uh, Seoul in, uh, in Korea, South Korea. And then uh, I, well, we had the luck that we had a business class flight. It was a short flight, but hey, I could enjoy the, the luxuries of a, of a business class, including television and good food. But then um, the, the, the lovely uh, ladies of Korea Airlines uh, had, to dis had, to, had to explain to us that the television uh, uh, wasn't working. Uh, but they, was, they were super, super polite. They were trying to make us feel very much at home and they were apologizing several times. So that was a very good experience despite the fact that I couldn't watch a movie or uh, I couldn't relax in that way. Yes. Excellent. Now KLM is known for very good service and very consistent passenger experience. Do, do you fly KLM quite a bit? Uh, yeah, I'm a KLM frequent flyer, so whenever I can, uh, I, I book a KLM flight, of course. Uh, also because my home country is the Netherlands and uh, Schiphol Airport in Amsterdam is, is, is also their home base. Excellent. Okay, Ben, good to speak to you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Neville. Find this and other great shows at the Aviation Media Network. Thevoicesinyourhead.com
The Plane Talking UK podcast is a voluntary project that aims to keep you informed with the latest aviation-related stories from newswires across the globe. Producing our content does cost money, though. If you enjoy our show, why not help us keep on the air by making a donation towards the server and website hosting fees through PayPal. Any contributions would be greatly appreciated. Are you an Amazon user? If so, why not do your shopping through the link on our website? There's no cost to yourself, and Amazon pay us a small referral fee on qualifying purchases. To find out more about the show and to meet the team, take yourself to our website www.plaintalkinguk.com or find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash plaintalkinguk on Twitter via at plaintalkinguk or get in touch via email on podcast at plaintalkinguk.com Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening. Flyby 5823 Trent Dane for 2-3 Manchester Wizz Air 6X Climb Flight Level 210 Direct to Britman's Park United, one, two, three, maintain two, eight, zero knots. what it would be like to fly a commercial passenger jet? Looked up at the sky and thought, I wish that was me? Well, now anyone has the chance to have a go at flying in a real aircraft simulator. NP Simulations and Flight Experience London, the only official Boeing-licensed product of its kind in the UK, offer you the chance to fly anywhere in the world in their fixed-base Boeing 737-800 flight simulator. And that's not all. Ground School London offers many different courses for the up-and-coming pilot looking for a start in aviation. With prices starting at just £109, the sky's the limit. So for the ultimate flight simulator experience or engaging preparatory courses, including those for schools and colleges, check out the websites at www.london.flightexperience.co.uk and www.groundschoollondon.com or call on 020 300 40 616. NP Simulations. Fly your dreams. Last in the series. I know. I know. Sad. But he's in the chat room. He is absolutely. Honestly, Nev. He yeah. said you you couldn't be here, and he's 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 obviously taking time out from the, uh, the from the stag night. That, mm. Oh uh, no, no, because Harry's asleep already. That's oh, Harry's asleep yeah, already. Absolutely. Oh, okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's he's hammered basically, and he's, yeah. he's currently in an That's alcohol induced coma. Uh, yeah. Now we we did have uh, we had you Matt. You said we had some uh, feedback yes, from uh, Craig, which I tried to play and it uh, wouldn't work. First so officer Craig Pizak, who's in the chat room. Indeed, yes, and apparently. It's about a forthcoming, fairly soon, uh, meetup. Hello, Av Geeks. This is FO Craig here, currently standing in a grocery store parking lot waiting for my sister to come bring a spare key for my car since I uh, stupidly locked my keys in the car. So I figure what better time than to uh, send some feedback in while I'm staying in the freezing cold out here. It's about mid-30s. Maybe low 40 degrees Fahrenheit with some wind blowing, so you might hear that too. But anyway, uh, I'm surprising my fiance Ashley with a trip to London to go see the Harry Potter and Cursed Child play at the Palace Theatre. 
we are arriving on the morning of the 17th of December and leaving the morning of the 20th of December. But uh, I've been in talks with Nev about getting a meetup going while we're over there. And on Monday, the 18th of December, 2018, at 6.30 p.m., we are planning a meetup at a Brown's restaurant Covent Garden location so if there's any Londoners or uh, any uh, av geeks in the community that are going to be in London around that time and uh, want to come meet myself if I haven't already met you my fiance Ashley and uh, Nev for some good food beer uh, drinks and uh, just camaraderie and fun and Please uh, reach out to myself at Craig uh, or FO Craig on Twitter. You can reach out to Nev. Uh, also, Craig Pizek on Facebook. Uh, just try not to be uh, try to be discreet. My fiance doesn't quite know where we're going or what we're doing yet. So, uh, till we uh, get to the airport to leave for London. So, I'd like to keep that a secret as long as I can. It's already been hard enough, but not that all you know. I'm sure you're all going to just spill the beans and to Ashley, but yeah, whatever. We'll make fun and uh, have fun while we're there. And uh, yeah, so uh, again, if anybody's interested, uh, feel free to reach out and uh, we'll have some fun. Thanks. Take care. Bye. Absolutely right. Well, uh, so what was that? That was the 18th, 18th of, of December. December. What day is that? That's a Monday. It's a Monday. Yeah. Okay. I might, I might talk very nicely to my new boss to see if I can, I can go. I, I might be able to. But um, I mean, I, d I don't finish work till half past four, but I could still drive. You know, get yeah. down there. Okay. Oh, well, yes. Yeah. Anyway, so the anyway, 18th of December. 18th of December. On Monday. What did we? Were there some times in there? I missed that. Sorry, I, don't, I was busy doing other show-related things. I think Nev's the UK point of okay, contact as right, well here yes, for that. All right, yeah. so, we're, so we'll all bow down to the superiorness that is Sir Neville of Bounds, Bounds yeah. and uh, and uh, <laughs> do that uh, later. Oh, what's that? Oh, uh, Stephanie Plummer is suggesting a chicken nugget throwdown as well. Uh, <laughs> but thank you for that uh, feedback, yeah, Craig. You. Yeah, see, yeah, there you are. Yeah. So you can do it on your mobile phone in the middle of a parking lot in the freezing know, cold. Anywhere. See? It's really easy. It's you, really anywhere. easy to do I that. Know, yeah, I know. Absolutely. Um, so we have got some military news uh, coming up. But Ooh, first, great things. How exciting. I know. But first, uh, would you just put a splash screen up on the um, screen oh. for us, Matt? Um, uh, what are you trying to do? Give me a nervous breakdown. I know. Uh, no is the short answer. <laughs> a, a splash screen. Uh, yeah, I, I can't find one. There we found one. There we, <laughs> we go. All right. Thank on. you very much. Okay. So uh, we have uh, been sent in a very special piece of feedback, especially for a certain member of the PTUK team, uh, who very recently... Absolute celebrated a birthday so here is that piece of feedback Ugh. life is a minestrone served up with parmesan cheese death is a cold lasagna suspended in deep freeze. You may not be familiar with the band 10CC, a terrific UK-based band from the 1970s and 80s. If you listen to APG, you may have heard one of their songs that used to be played to introduce Miami Rick after he started flying for Acme Giant. But one of my many favorite songs from 10CC is Life is a Minestrone. Well, I can't speak about the frozen lasagna of death, but I can say that while life may not be a minestrone, Minestrone certainly does add to life. Now I'm not bragging, 
but I cook a pretty darn good homemade minestrone soup. I can prove it, too. Our good friend Captain Jeff was able to partake of my minestrone soup when we recorded APG episode 246 from the South Portland Kitchen Studios last year. Anyway, in my opinion, while life should definitely include minestrone, I also think that friendship should include a sandwich. Come to think of it, that brings me back to APG episode 246 again, as homemade pot roast sandwiches were included in that show too. Captain Jeff and I shared a couple of them. But that's neither here nor there. Today I'm talking about my sandwich friend, PTUK producer and host, Matt Smith. Among the many things I admire about Matt is his sense of exploration, his desire to learn and try new things. The first time this came to my attention was a bit before Farnborough, 2017. It was then that Matt asked me if he and I could do a segment together where we could talk about some of my favorite aircraft on display and explain what it was that made them special to me. I was honored to be asked, and I have fond memories of Matt and I talking about the F-35 engine, the F-A-18 Hornet and F-16 Fighting Falcon aircraft, and of course, the beautiful PBY Catalina, Miss Pickup. Over the next few months, Matt continued to explore many other things that were new to him. In a Piper PA-28 with Captain Allen command, Matt worked to overcome his fear of flying. He then agreed to come to Pittsburgh in the USA, his first trip across the pond and of any great distance on an airplane. To prepare for that, he and Owen took a trip to Toulouse, France to visit the Airbus factory, but it was also to help Matt feel more comfortable on an airliner. A few months later, Matt took his first trip on a 757 and, traveling by himself, came to the big meetup in Pittsburgh. I have to say I'm really proud of him for that. Now wait a minute, you may be saying, what does this have to do with sandwiches? Well, before Matt came to the USA for his first time, he said he had never eaten at a Wendy's. For those of you outside of the U.S., Wendy's is the third largest hamburger chain in the country and is best known for their fresh, never frozen, quarter-pound hamburgers that you can order in three sizes, a single, just one burger patty, a half-pound double, and a three-quarter-pound triple. Now, Wendy's also has salads, chicken sandwiches, pretty good french fries, or chips as they're known in the U.K., and an ice cream dessert they call a Frosty. Great for dipping french fries, as Dr. Steph can attest to and demonstrated. It's my kind of place, as you can tell, and I had to make sure that Matt had that experience. We managed to pull that together for lunch on our first full day in Pittsburgh. About ten of us invaded the local Wendy's and placed a huge order. With the encouragement of the crowd, Matt managed to eat an entire triple, a nice portion of chips, a good part of a spicy fried chicken sandwich, and most of a frosty. This was the beginning of our sandwich friendship. But sandwiches continued in Pittsburgh. You see, Pittsburgh is well known for Primanti Brothers, a restaurant dedicated to sandwiches. But not just any sandwich. Primanti Brothers sandwiches lets you choose the meat you want, then adds cheese, coleslaw, and french fries right on top before covering the sandwich with the other piece of bread. Matt and I shared a table with my Kreplock brother Eric when we went to Primanti Brothers. Matt ordered the pastrami, tasted it, and said it was very good. Something Eric and I were horrified to hear. You see, a little over five years ago, Eric and I spent a Sunday afternoon searching out the best pastrami in New Jersey. In fact, if you Google New Jersey Pastrami Tour, you'll find the whole story, complete with pictures. Eric and I knew just by looking at Matt's sandwich that the pastrami he was eating in Pittsburgh was not good, not even really adequate. It was pastrami all right, but by definition only. 
As sandwich buddies ourselves, Eric and I made it our mission to introduce Matt to what we believe is the best pastrami in the USA. Now, as far as Eric and I are concerned, the best pastrami we've ever had comes from Katz's Delicatessen on Houston Street in Manhattan, a place that's been in business curing pastrami since 1888. Matt was coming to New York in just six months, which gave us plenty of time to put our plan into action. After six months of planning, the time came to teach Matt, our sandwich friend, what real pastrami is all about. We met him at his hotel lobby and escorted him through the New York City subway system to 2nd Avenue and Houston Street. When we walked up to Katz's, the line to get in was around the block. Thanks to our partner in crime, Tanya Wyman, who had arrived early, we had a spot saved up front. Dave Abbey joined us there, and we were ushered inside almost immediately. After a short wait for a table, we were seated, and Matt and I discussed his meal options. We decided on a pastrami sandwich on seated rye, a square potato knish, not to be confused with a round knish, a completely different thing a Dr. Brown's cream soda, and, of course, the full sour pickles and pickled green tomatoes that accompany all good kosher-style deli sandwiches. On top of that, Eric and I decided to split around kasha kanish. I was going to make sure Matt tried part of that, too. The food arrived, and Matt applied mustard to his sandwich as instructed. He took a bite, and by the look in his eyes, Eric and I could tell he understood. Matt became a full sandwich friend, as he now really knew pastrami. Combined with the flavors of the pickles, the knishes, and the cream soda, Matt understood what soul food means to the Kreplach brothers. It was just as wonderful to watch Matt enjoy those great flavors as it was for me to taste them myself. So, Matt, welcome to the world of pastrami and kosher-style deli. Thanks for being not just my friend, but also now my sandwich friend, too. I'm not sure if I've given you a gift by bringing you to Katz's or if I've left you tormented. You see... The likelihood of you finding pastrami as good as that again is very slim, at least until you return to New York City. Happy birthday, Matt, and sweet pastrami dreams. Now just wait until I introduce you to Knubblewurst. For Plain Talking UK, here in Portland, Maine, this is your main man, Micah. A couple of what? Couple of what? A couple of what? 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 You can't pronounce that. <laughs> I Matt. can't pronounce that. What? Oh, isn't that nice of Micah yeah. to send that in? You know, I don't like surprises. I know. Do that again and I'll kill you. Yeah. <laughs> no, you got me last year. Or was yeah, I know, no, but I'm the producer. I'm allowed to do stuff okay. like that. That's not how this works. No, thank you, Michael, uh, for yeah, saying that. Thank in. you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And yes, it is. I, I, I really enjoyed the best thing. The Kanish was amazing. I was, while while we were, me and Matt were listening to that, I was just like, Matt, what what is this pastrami? Pastrami, yeah. yeah what's this like? The chat won't be able, will be able to... Uh, just uh, to sort of uh, talk about it a little bit better than mm. than, than me really, but it, you know it is it's it's the it, it, think of it as the most tender meat you've ever tasted in your okay. entire life, and it's not a million miles away. Seasoned, mm. it's got it's got a, I think think of it say it's got like a pepper, yeah. um sort of um, um what do they call it? It's almost a like rub. pepper smoked. Yeah, it's it's. Have really you have nice, you tried yeah. it yet, Brian? Have you have you tried the? Oh um, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, it's it's Ooh. the law, absolutely. Yeah. But uh, no, uh, seriously, because a, a, a lot of uh, the regulars here in the chat room are actually uh, are sort of like friends of mine on Facebook and things, and I've never ever had so many birthday messages. So no, thank you very I much. Know. I had like sixty-eight and oh, like God birthday blimey. wishes, which was quite frightening. So I know. Thank you it's very amazing. very much. That's, that's because absolutely. we all we all love you, man. But on the plus side, as I say, some celebrations are actually taking place this weekend. And actually, I'm just going to show you this because obviously we're in my place of work again. You can just see behind me. Look, or the, the the banners and, and things like that. This is what I came into work uh, on um, 
on uh, our Thursday, actually. So there's Carlos. Say hello, Carlos. Hi. Uh, sorry if you're listening to this on the audio. It doesn't make any sense. But they basically covered my entire <laughs> maze with bunting, uh, which was quite nice. But uh, yeah, so I've had a, I've had a great, uh, I've had a great uh, few days on birthdays and stuff. I actually, spent, I actually spent my actual birthday nice. in London, which was nice. Yeah, but you were in a coach driving. Yeah, it's fine. It's all right. <laughs> anyway, fine. moving swiftly nice on. Time. Yes. Um, so Absolutely. We have, uh, we're going we're gonna to move swiftly on with some military news because we know Brian's got to get away. So yes, we're, um, we've got, we're going to do some military news and then we are going to announce the Christmas, Christmas competition. competition. So yeah. stay tuned for that. So uh, if everyone's ready to do some grey stuff news. Grey stuff news. <laughs> I Stop. thought we were going to take a break for lunch with yeah. all that food being <laughs> okay. talked about. That. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, hungry now. Yeah. Anyway, grey stuff time. Grey stuff time. So the first story on the military news segment this week, and I've just noticed, Matt, that the temperature's dropped, just dropped down to one You're degree here. by the temperature. Stop staring oh. at the temperature. I know, one degree. Uh, so yeah. the uh, first news story is on the ITV.com website. The ITV, that's uh, in a local news um, kind of uh, based program. Uh, not anymore, program. it's not, mate. Well, not anymore, but <laughs> the story it's itself... It's based out of London, Manchester. Oh, well. Well, <laughs> well, it's about Anglia, it used to be. Oh, years yes. Ago, yeah. Oh, back in the day. Back Gosh. in the day. So this one is on the ITV.com website, and it's about uh, an airbase that's actually not far from us here. The uh, headline, Royal Air Force Base continues preparations for fighter jet arrival. So multi-million pound building works are progressing well at RAF Marham in Norfolk, ahead of the arrival of the first batch of stealth fighter jets. RAF Marham will be uh, be the main operating base of the F-35B Lightning II warplanes, with nine of the aircraft set to touch down in the summer of 2018. More than £500 million has been invested in the infrastructure at the Norfolk base, and Station Commander Group Captain Ian Cab Townsend said there is a real sense of excitement. It's an incredible time for the Royal Air Force Marham base, he told the Press Association, and the station has got a real vibe to it. There's a lot of excitement about what's going on. As part of the ongoing works, a national operating centre, uh, the headquarters for the Lightning Force, has been constructed and will be the first building to be handed over in early 2018. A maintenance and finishing facility which provides an eight-bay hangar for engineering maintenance purposes, plus somewhere for the paint, uh, for the paint the jets, has also been built. There's also an integrated training centre which will house a four, uh, four full mission simulators and ground crew training facilities facilities. Uh, designed to mirror the stealth-like shape of the jet, the buildings are distinctly modern in their appearance in comparison to some of the buildings which uh, precede them. But not all the infrastructure work involves creating new structures. Some of the existing buildings are also being repurposed and the hardened aircraft shelters refurbished for the jets. As the work has been going on going, the bases remained operational throughout and the tornado jets stationed there have been, uh, well they've been flying around because I've seen them in the skies here and uh, where we live. Uh, apart from a three-week period which the runway intersection was resurfaced and ground lights uh, replaced. Uh, Group Captain Townsend said the infrastructure work going on here for the Lightning cannot affect our ability to sustain a tornado operation force, so that's a really important part of his job. So the the asphalt runway, which is 9,000 feet long, uh, which is currently being used by the tornadoes, is going to be refurbished and resurfaced uh, 
once the shorter one is completed. Alongside the work on the runways and taxiways, three new uh, vertical landing pads are being constructed using high temperature resistant concrete. Next summer we'll see the Royal Air Force and Royal Navy pilots who are currently training in the United States return as 617 Squadron, the Dam Busters. Uh, as you all know, the Dam Busters of 1943 were crews of British, Canadian, Australian and New Zealand American personnel who conducted night bombing raids on the German dams. But the new 617 Squadron will be a combined team of Royal Navy and Royal Air Force personnel who will be uh, flying from both land and sea. They're going to be based at RF Marham and deployed on the Queen Elizabeth class carriers, forming an integral part of the carrier strike group. And uh, he said that 2018 is going to be an exciting year uh, with the centenary of the Royal Air Force and the 75th anniversary of 617 Squadron. The UK has 13 F-35Bs in the United States being tested ahead of flight trials off the ship next year, with one more plane being delivered by the end of 2017. So it's exciting times here for us, definitely in Norfolk. Mm. The, you know, these are local to us. Uh, there's a yeah, fairly good chance we'll see these in the mm. skies um, over here where we live because mm. the Royal Air Force do tend to use the valleys around here as training grounds. Indeed, they do very much so. We, we forever, forever see, see them in the sky around us. So in a change to the show notes then, uh, story number two this week was actually sent to us by um, Jonathan Warner. Uh, and this is on the UK Defence Journal uk, and the headline is uh, RAF on high alert due to heightened Arctic cargo aircraft activity. The Royal Air Force will be reportedly is reportedly on high alert in the coming weeks in order to track targo, cargo floats from the Arctic region. The move has been prompted by an incident around about a year ago in which a Typhoon aircraft escorted a Lapland registered aircraft flying from the Arctic region, region over the UK's major cities uh, the pilot of the craft was said to be under the influence of alcohol and very festive uh, this is especially dangerous due to the sheer volume of cargo the uh, aircraft was carrying this is expected to happen again an MOD spokesman said uh, had this to say sorry interception is part of what the QRA force do we have to identify and confirm who or what is flying through our airspace or approaching our or approaching our airspace and since the aircraft appears at the same time each year we have a fairly good idea who will be flying but we don't take any chances the Ministry of Defense used satellites with infra <laughs> infrared sensors to track the <laughs> aircraft last time this happened uh, it is understood that the heat from an animal red nose was clearly visible and it was at this point that the RAF aircraft began escorting the bright red aircraft over every British city, town and village. It's nice to know that the military are keeping themselves very busy yes. during this forthcoming festive season. And it's safe to say that I'd imagine that uh, Flight Radar 24, again, another awesome oh, yeah. app. Uh, uh, yeah. They're probably going to have, uh, obviously, going to track Santa's flight uh, throughout. It, do, uh, it the does also hours. say on the bottom here more on this story as it develops, which I think is is, yeah. is very important. Absolutely. So, Brian, do you want to take uh, the second story? <laughs> so, from defenseconnect.com.au, the story: U.S. supersonic bombers arrive in Australia. Woohoo! Yeah. So, two U.S. Air Force. B-1B Lancers arrived at uh, the RAAF. I always get RAF and RAAF. Uh, anyway, uh, base Amberley <laughs> as part of the U.S.-Australian Force Posture Initiatives. Ooh. The U.S. 
Yeah. So they're all posturing over there. <laughs> so the uh, the Lancers are long-range, multi-mission, supersonic, conventional bomber aircraft that will be taking part in a training exercise with the Royal Australian Air Force. Go teams, go. <laughs> Minister for Defense somebody or other, Payne, said the training will enable RAF aircrew to meet flying qualifications and give them the opportunity to exercise with one of the world's most technologically advanced armed forces. I guess they're talking about the <laughs> United States Air Force. Why not? Yeah. Uh, the training hey. exercise is part <laughs> of the United States Australian Force Posture Initiative Enhanced Air Cooperation EAC program, which builds on which builds on a range of air exercises and training activities already undertaken between the United States and Australia. Blah, blah, blah. goes on. Anything good here for the rest of the article? It's, it's not a very well-written story, is it? Let's be honest. Uh, yeah, you see that. Well. You know, this is what, seriously, boys and girls, if you are writing military stories, and we, it, the, one of the reasons why we don't feature them very often is purely and simply because they are quite often so badly written that they make <laughs> it very difficult for you to read. Um, which just is just just a bit of a nightmare. But mo really, with so, the yeah. uh, talking about but, the story, actually, the B one Lancer. If you remember a few weeks back, this is uh, an aircraft that uh, Jonathan Warner took a picture of. Yeah. And he posted. Uh, I think that was when he was standing there with his with his late, latest addition <laughs> to his family in his Aww. arms. And I think I'm pretty sure it was the B one B Lancer that he took a photo, yeah. like a selfie of, as the B one was flying, flying over, over the yeah, top of him. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. and I think it's a it's it now. See that I think is a beautiful aircraft. Yeah, yeah. I actually like that. And for every once in a while, when the um, uh, rose parade happens here in Pasadena, we'll have a um, B one and a B two as part of the flyover, and that's always fun um, when that happens. So. It's it's nice having them in my in my backyard. Oh, all right, absolutely. Is uh, Rick Bell? Hello, Captain Rick Captain Bell. Rick, yes, yes, yes. Uh, he says the B one B one B can't go supersonic unless it's in reheat. There we go. There's, there's a bit of chat <laughs> yeah. going on in the chat room there. So uh, greetings to you. They're, they're all having a good chat in there. Mm. So we are going to move on then uh, with a start to wrap up the show. But we have obviously got to announce our Christmas competition Indeed. for this year. Yes. As we said, we would uh, obviously bring you the details this week on the show. So as uh, it is drawing very close to Christmas time it is, already. Yeah, indeed. Uh, we have got a Christmas competition coming up. Indeed. So we're going to um, set are you gonna some... Are you going to tell them what all the prizes are and everything? Yeah, so we, uh, we've got... We've, we've pulled the... You know, we've, we've just gone all out here this mm. year with the prizes this year. I, I think we have. I think they're very good prizes. Okay. And uh, so the prizes this year for, uh, for the Christmas competition. Um, so in first prize... For the, so first place, first prize, first prize yes. is uh, it's a stage six compressor fan blade uh, from a Harrier jump jet. It's a T8 version, an ex uh, Royal Navy uh, registration uh, Zulu Delta 992. Uh, and that, so that's an actual the actual T a stage six compressor blade. Okay. Uh, Don't they need one of those to to fly? <laughs> this one's been retired. We're hoping actually. this one's retired. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't think they've randomly taken it off the aircraft yet. So to go with uh, <laughs> to go, it's it's a real good uh, piece of 
piece yeah. of engineering, uh, you know, it's a piece of history and engineering history, really. It also says it comes with a Haynes manual. Yeah, <laughs> That's and very included cool. with... So in case you want to build one yeah, around it. Included <laughs> with uh, with the fan blade, you're going to get yourself a, a Haynes manual. For those Ooh. of you in the UK, probably know what the Haynes manual... I'm not, not sure whether the Haynes manual made its way over to the, the, States, the US... I am not, but I, I'm not always up well, on all this so stuff. So imagine most people my age used to have a Haynes manual because when you used to try and like service your car yourself, essentially, it's it's an idiot's guide on how to change the oil and change the spark plugs and and all that kind of thing. And they do one for virtually every car that's ever existed, like ever. Uh, and they're now doing them for oh, Harrier nice. jump jets, apparently. So so basically, you'll, you'll get you'll get the uh, stage six compressor fan blade from this T8 yep. Harrier jump jet with the Haynes manual, which will tell you how to, to, to look after and maintain your very own Harrier jump Indeed, jet. Indeed, just in case. Yeah. Just in case. So the second prize, which is another awesome prize as well, um, you're going to get yourself uh, a section, a uh, small piece of a Boeing 747-400 uh, registration Golf uh, Victor F uh, Foxtrot Alpha Bravo, mm -hmm. uh, also known as Lady Penelope. Uh, this is a retired version Atlantic 747, and you're going to get yourself a, a small piece of that uh, which also includes alongside a Haynes <laughs> manual of how to run no and maintain your <laughs> own 747. Just in case you want to, like, you know, maintain it yourself. Yeah, I know. Yeah, well, you can yeah. buy do, these do things. An oil we covered a story a last week where you could buy your own 747. 747. Well, that's true. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, so that's, uh, yeah. So that's the second prize. Uh, uh, it is an awesome little piece of a 747 400. Now, prize number three here, which I was quite cross with you about because you call this a booby prize, and I don't prize think it's fair. Prize number three. I don't think this is fair. <laughs> <laughs> so prize number three, we're not going to call it the booby prize. It's it's the... That's what you called it in our staff meeting. <laughs> there we go. It's uh, So prize number three is your very own, it's, it's amazing, it is your very own model of a Boeing 737-800 sporting the registration Echo India Delta Alpha Zulu. And it's a Ryanair 737-800 model. <laughs> Especially for all you uh, lovers there. Well, lovers of Ryanair. A damn good model. Yeah. I really hope somebody in America wins that one. I know. That's just going to be brilliant. They're going to go, Ryanair. So, so, so yeah. again, so, so, <laughs> so just briefly again before we, uh, before we go on to the questions for the prizes. So as you said, your, your first prize, your stage six compressor fan blade from a Harrier jump jet plus your Haynes manual telling you how to run and maintain it. Obviously, yes. Second prize, a piece of the 747-400, the Golf Victor F uh, Foxtrot Alpha Bravo Lady Penelope. And the third prize, <laughs> it's not a booby prize it's uh, a model of very a, slick, very slick. Right, i don't I think anyone noticed it's fine it's yeah. uh, it's going to be you're going to you can get your own very own model of a ryanair boeing 737-800 uh, aircraft registration echo india delta alpha zulu can i just say that if anyone does win uh, the third prize, the Ryanair model. We want we want to see some pictures of where you're going yeah, to put that model. <laughs> no, um, <we> <laughs> no, <we> <laughs> but this was a family show. <laughs> it's just no, a family show, man. No, <laughs> uh, anyway, anyway so we're going to what she said. We're Sorry. going to move on then to the uh, to the questions for. I'm just going to get them out of the uh, P2K folder, oh, here, are we? Oh, okay. making sure I don't turn it around because the answers are on there. Right. Okay. Yes, uh, yeah. So the and, question. And, and, and I'm sorry, Carlos. Should we yeah. tell the listeners that the uh, Haynes manual is the equivalent of the uh, Chilton manual here ah, in the Chilton US. Manual. There ah, we go. I see. Yeah. 
So uh, the questions, I did originally say ten, but we're going right, to do right, seven right, questions right, because seven's a lucky number. Is it? So right, okay. question number one, if you're all listening, please take your pens and paper ready and here we go. Question one, what date was the first Boeing 747 rolled out of the Everett Assembly Building? That's what date was the first Boeing 747 rolled out of the Everett Assembly Building? Okay. Don't no answers in the chat room, please. Keep your answers to yourself. You have to send these via an email. Anyway, move, question two. Moving on is what year did the Airbus A300 make its maiden flight? That's what year did the Airbus A300 make its maiden flight? Question number three. What was the world's first airline to use an aircraft in revenue service? That's what was the world's first airline to use an aircraft in revenue service question number four as of october 2017 which airline has the world's largest commercial fleet of airliners so as of october 2017 that's this year which airline has the world's largest fleet of commercial airliners so moving swiftly on turning the sheet of paper around here we're very technical here in the TTK headquarters Uh, (laughs) question five which airline called itself the world's friendliest airline and painted a smile on the nose of its aircraft (laughs) so which airline called itself the world's friendliest airline and painted a smile on the nose of its aircraft Uh, Question number six, which two nationalized airline corporations and which two regional airlines were merged to form British Airways on March the 31st, 1974? So Nev's not allowed to answer this question. So that's what two nationalized airline corporations, so we need the names of two national airline corporations and which two regional airlines, that's the names of two regional airlines, were merged uh, to form British Airways on March the 31st, 1974? And the last question, question number seven on the list, special one for Matt here. Uh, what year was Ryanair founded <laughs> and what aircraft did they first fly? Ooh. So that's what year was I mean, Ryanair founded? No, 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 seven, 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 sorry. Uh, so what year was Ryanair founded and what aircraft did they first fly? Ooh. So that's your seven questions. I'm going to put these seven questions on our Facebook page. You'll also be able to access them via Twitter as well uh, and I'm fairly sure that if I ask Matt incredibly nicely he might even be able to put them on uh, a page on our website as well Ooh. so you can have a look on there to find out probably the questions. even with a form that you can fill in and send your answers oh to. wow that'd be yeah, great that we'll do you want me to leave you with this piece of paper then? Uh, no I have it in my show notes okay you have it in your show notes great <laughs> so if you want to can wanna, we, can it, we use Google to answer them of course you can, Brian. I don't know why I just done oh. that. Oh. Yes. No, I just thought it was uh, you had to do it for memory. That's no, 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 no. no you, can, you can use whatever means you like to answer the questions, but make sure those of you guys in the chat room keep your answers to yourselves. Don't let anyone know what the answers are. No. 
But uh, if you want to enter the competition to win those prizes, send your answers in via an email, uh, or you can actually send them via the Facebook page, I suppose, through the Messenger part of the Facebook page as well on there. But send your answers in and uh, via your emails and stuff to the show at podcast at plaintalkinguk.com. Send your answers in, and we're going to announce the winner on our first show back in the new year. The first live show back in the new year. So we're going to announce the winners then. And uh, yeah, good luck to everyone, and I hope you, well, hope some of you know the answers to some of the questions. Mm. Indeed. And we're going to do a live Christmas show. And it is, I, I repeat, live, <laughs> live. Christmas show because the abuse was frankly terrifying uh, at the, as a result of uh, not doing one live. Uh, where we're hopefully going to get all of your favourite podcast hosts together like we did last year. Uh, get everyone together and do a mammoth Christmas show. Um, I don't want to know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I was just scrolling back through the, the chat room and right. I just saw um, uh, Jen, Jen Niffer put that she would love the Ryanair model and Shorty Crosgrove said yes, hanging from the ceiling in flames. Oh, <laughs> now there's no need for that. That's very easy. This is what I'm Oh, about. dear. Uh, yeah, so uh, ladies and gentlemen, the Christmas show is going to be live. Uh, it is going to be, uh, uh, I think, on a Thursday, I think we decided. Uh, was it a Thursday, Carlos? Please concentrate <laughs> for a brief moment if you can't mind. You wouldn't mind. Can you remind Some, me of the date? Someone just, um, Mike has just said, can I ask Siri? <laughs> oh, you, well, Siri might know the answer. You never know. Anything's possible. Oh, dear. Uh, yes. Oh. So uh, could, you, could, could, I, you know, could you focus just for a brief Sorry, moment? Sorry. I love uh, our listeners. When is, I really do love our, our listeners. Our listeners are awesome. You I'm lot are awesome. When, when is the lave? Yes. It's, oh, it's, lave? When is the lave? When is something the, you when do when woodwork on? When is the Christmas on? show that oh, we're the, trying the to The Christmas to, show. It's in my diary at home. Great help. It's, Thanks it's very on. Much. Hold on, right. I've got it on my phone. One minute, one minute, one minute, one minute. Okay, so um, while he's busy doing that, uh, we, as I say, we are going to do a Christmas show. Can everybody please, who'd like uh, to participate in the Christmas show in the form of a Christmas or festive message that will be played out uh, on the day, please send either your audio or video feedback, please, to podcast at plaintalkinguk.com. That's podcast at plaintalkinguk.com. We are now obviously in December, so it is very important uh, that you get it to us as soon as you can so that I've got time to to sort it out I apparently it's the the third, so I better hurry up and listen to all the shows so I can yeah, so you can catch up. absolutely so it's the 21st apparently Shorty Cosgrove says it's the 21st of yeah Thursday yeah. yeah that just proves a point there the, yeah, the listeners are officially are awesome. Yeah, awesome absolutely 21st yeah, so. so that's a Thursday the 21st <laughs> yeah. of December <laughs> Um, if there's anything we're not sure of, just ask the chat room. <laughs> that's the that's the answer. So yes, Thursday so, the twenty fourth of December. No, the twenty first. Twenty first. Twenty first. No, twenty fourth Christmas Eve. <laughs> Thursday the twenty first of December oh. for the Christmas show. Oh god, blimey! It's been a long day. Yes. Anyway. Just roll on my calendar. Excellent, very good. Uh, so we can yeah. ask you for notes later. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> good. And, and uh, I can confirm that I think I emailed. Oh blimey! I think I emailed about eight or nine. Uh, guest hosts okay. and everyone's replied saying they're going to join us fantastic okay so that's going to be good fun so it's going to yes yes basically Jen Niffer you need to take the, t- the day off work uh, I don't I don't know if we oh, have an Liz. ETA yet um, I, don't, I don't know if we have an ETA yet uh, about when we're going to start but uh, anyway yes we'll, the, we'll put some details and stuff on the on the various Facebooks and Indeed. Twitters and yes. stuff like that so um, Indeed. Yeah. yes and as Micah, Micah says it's another plain Plane talking, safety towel, crazy airline pilot, geeks, spectacular. Yeah. 
<laughs> there we are. I think that's. I think it's every box ticked. Uh, that that's it. So, guys, thank you very much for listening to the show. As always, yeah. as I say, podcast at plaintalkinguk.com is our email address. It's www.plaintalkinguk.com is our website. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash plaintalkinguk and our Twitter handle is at plaintalkinguk. I'm going to mention the magic word. Uh, the guest list is now full, by the way. There is no space available for, for our those of you watching. Shows. There we go, watching um, the. Uh, the and, live uh, YouTube stream, that is the 200th show list. It is indeed. Uh, yeah, and uh, how do they get hold of uh, the Airplane Geeks, Brian? Uh, go to airplanegeeks.com. There we are. And if, and if they wanted to get a hold of me, I can be reached at brian at airplanegeeks.com. And I'm now actually participating in Slack. Oh. So, yeah, that- I'm, I'm starting my journey down social media hell. Oh, very good. Well very good. done. Yeah. Absolutely. So it says, Matt, say hello. Hello to our lass. Lol. Anyway. Uh, anyway. <laughs> that is where we bring episode number 190. Oh, oh wait, oh, Matt. Oh, I actually had one other thing to say. Oh, oh go on. Go on, Brian. I keep yeah, watching well, the TV. Be, be, I'm sorry. This because, is really confusing. No, be, no, because it's Christmas time and it's the, the giving time of year, um... It takes an awful lot to put together these shows, as I'm way too familiar with. (laughs) And I believe all of us have donation buttons on our website, and it would be wonderful if um, people could share in the Christmas joy and give a donation to... um, to their favorite podcast of choice, or all of us, or either all. way. Um, yeah, uh, it, it just helps it does, producing yeah. these shows, makes it so much easier. And um, yeah, it, we really appreciate any contributions that people can can uh, give and, give to the show of your choice. And I know, I know from from our personal experience. I mean, if it hadn't have been for the for the help of, of our wonderful listeners, then lots of things that we did this year wouldn't have been possible. So it, it's yeah, we'd, been, we'd, be, know, we'd we'd be streaming in in two forty two forty by one eighty by one eighty. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> low low res, but uh, yeah, no, yeah. no, it is. Uh, and uh, oh, that, hello, Thundersword. Indeed, in the chat room. Okay, is in that, Finland, is that, is that like Thundercats only? No, no, Thundercats in Finland. God, Thundercats! I used to love Thundercats. Anyway, that is, I'm afraid, sorry, uh, Thundersword. It is time for us to go. So <laughs> it's near the end of the show. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Um, so I'm gonna, we're going to say a massive, massive thanks to uh, to Brian for joining yeah. us on the show tonight. Thank Brian, Brian, thank you very, very much indeed, and I hope you have a fantastic Welcome. weekend. Indeed. From all of us yep, here we'll in do. the studio, it is time. And obviously, have a great weekend, everyone. everyone. Say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye